look into my eyes, you will find oh, thou everyone. Don't tell, tell me it's not worth dying for. Don't tell me that we're dying for. You know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. Imagine someone singing that to heroin, like just some dude had just robbed somebody and they're holding diamonds and they just look at like a heroin needle and they're like, you know it's true, everything I do, I do it for you. I'm going to tweet this out now that uh, my wife has a Twitter account, now that my wife has a Twitter account, then you guys want to... Uh, Get back in the Twitter game with the Big Bear. Actually, it's my wife. I gotta log in. I don't know my login. Oh, yeah, I do. Owen's nice wife. I wouldn't even care if someone broke in. It would be insanely funny. You know it's true. It's like I've been doing this because uh, Twitter kicked me off for life. And so uh, my wife started a Twitter account called Owen's Nice Wife. And it started with everything was like, you know, I'm really offended by what Owen just said, but he just said, you know, he wants to pee on Justin Trudeau. At this point, I've just gotten pretty lazy with it where I'm just like saying what I think. I'm not even doing the whole like, Owen said. I mean, maybe I still should. Oh, there's a lot of people here. Sweet. Hi, everybody. Hi, bears. Everything I... You know it's true. Everything I do. I do it for bears. Well, not, well human bears. I saw an internet video today of a panda bear sucking his own dick. He was rolling down a hill. I can't make that up. Indoor bears is a funny-ass concept, whoever just came up with that. Alright, so, I planned some really good stuff for everybody today. Some good Norm McDonald. Oh, my wife gave me a haircut. What do you think of that? She nicked a couple spots. But, uh... Oh, and also, I put, I put this on. This is like a headset thing, right? So, I don't want to wear this like this. I look like a, like a, like a tower guy where it's like... We got a plane coming in at uh, 141.22. Maybe I could do that though, I guess. These are Artling's earphones. I've gotten a couple people being like, yo, I have the same earphones. I'm like, they're not mine. Oh, I gotta show you something funny too. My boy Joe Guck, who's been on uh, the podcast a ton. He's almost done with his book. Him and uh, Peppy are writing a book about his, uh, how many of his friends died of heroin. Or just dad, he's lost like 18 of his friends. And I don't mean to laugh, but if you know Guck, he's the only one who can make addiction funny because A, he conquered his through the help of uh, my brother who got him to do tree, tree work. He calls it tree hab. He worked at a rehab and realized that the rehab 
wanted people to stay addicted because that's how they make money. I'm checking right now to see uh, someone who wrote me this awesome email, but I, it's one of those things where I had to check and make sure it was cool for me to read on the air. But anyway, Guck just mails me these. He's like, dude, I sent you some sweet shades. Because he's a caring guy, but sometimes can be like a half step off, you know? But I've grown fond of these shades. I just don't know uh, exactly what they say about me. And I don't want, I'm not the type to be defined by shades. Frankly, I never wear shades, but these are the type to get rid of the color blue which are, is great for me. I've never been, um, although blue is my favorite color, I don't like to look at it. I can't tell if I look like an, like an NRA guy. Like my uncle Ron is like, if NRA was the army, he'd be like a four-star general. He always wears shades kind of like this, but I also look like a Korean grandmother. I look like a blind welder. I look like the lead singer of U2, as well as just a random gay guy. Or someone spearfishing. Because sometimes you wear these if you're trying to... Uh... Or Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, he's our Hunter. They make you look special needs, but in a good way. Yeah, like I need more high fives. I'm special needs, but the needs are high fives. Oh yeah, she said I could. Oh, thank you, Browning Bear. Browning Bear sent me something sweet. I might open some stuff too. Uh, yeah, Emily sent me this great thing. I'm, I'm leaving out a bunch of, uh, I'm going to leave out a bunch of, uh, details, even though she said go for it. I, it's just better not to, because I was talking in one of my recent streams. I'll just read it and then we'll get into it. I, I promise I have some real good stuff today. It's going to be a fun one. And, uh, share this, hit the like button, smash the like button. People always say stuff like smash. I remember me and my brother for the like button. When me and my brother were younger, both complete virgin teenagers. I mean, we, like, we were talking in a way that we weren't acting out, but we would always uh, refer to sex as like banging. And my mom was like, what a violent word for that. And we're like, oh, so like pounding, nailed. And then I started thinking about it. It's kind of funny. It's the same with comedians when they do well on stage. It's like, we crushed. We killed. And if you do bad, you bombed. Everything's so intense. But anyway, so I was doing a stream about, um, I'll just read it. So, but anyway, smash the like button, pound the like button, nail it, kill it, kill that like button and share this. Hit the alert on YouTube. I was gonna do this through Vimeo today because YouTube was messing with me recently, but I just lowered the bit rate tremendously and uh, um, Artling will be here Thursday morning. Nimmer comes in Thursday night, so we're going to tech out again. We're going to geek out hard, but I feel like we're going to have a real smooth day today. All right, we're over 400 people. That's really nice. Yeah, hit the like button. It's a, it truly is the least anyone can do. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a brave act. All right, hi, Owen. I just watched your live stream, and at one point you mentioned how the left needs minorities to do poorly in order to stay in business. Hmm. Kind of like rehabs. I work for a consulting firm. We advise on large infrastructure projects. We typically help projects with their uh, DBE goals, which is affirmative action, but for construction firms. Last year, I went to a conference about DBE program 
And this lawyer, who happened to be white herself, actually told the entire room, especially over uh, 500 to 1,000 people, not to meet their projected goals. If the goals across the nation are met, and heaven forbid they are exceeded, then the program would go away. The entire point is to pretend to help minorities. If they start succeeding, then there is no need for the program, and all these government employees and consultants like myself would be out of work. It enraged me. It reminded me of the scene from Invisible Man. I'll link to the scene. P.S. I think the synopsis misses one point. I would say that the scene demonstrates that the white liberals need minorities to, uh, to be beneath them in order to make them more uh, white and powerful. Of course, the true white supremacists are actually uh, extreme leftists. And then there's a bunch of useful idiots that think they're just doing a good job, but they're completely retarded. But yeah, that's true. Of course, that's true. And that's uh, what I was talking about. And, and I was talking to someone else about that, about the left's role in, in trying to fight certain racism back in the day or, or groups fighting racism. And he was like, yeah, but there really was racial discrimination. And I would love to go down that whole road about how most of them were government programs. Um, you know, segregation, Jim Crow, slavery, Fugitive Slave Act, all of it, big government nonsense. But here's the thing. Uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, I don't know a lot about it, but I know it started with a lot better intentions. Even the Black Panthers, guys, and I got in a lot of trouble over the Black Panthers. I'm somebody who should just despise everything about them. I do currently. But in the very, very beginning, they were actually really good for gun rights because uh, a lot of black people didn't feel protected in Oakland in the early 60s. So they advocated gun rights. They started protecting themselves. Cool with me. Then it became nonsenseville, obviously. Uh, and then it became a, 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 a literally a terrorist group that advocated killing white babies by uh, the time Beyonce did her fun little dance. But my point I'm trying to make here, uh, oh yeah, once you hit your goal, these organisms, this is why I don't like big institutions. Someone yesterday asked me why I was critical of the Catholic uh, faith, and I said I'm not critical of the Catholic faith. It's the size of the institutions. That's why the only way I can feel like a member of any type of Christian community is if it's really, really small and honest and accountable. Because the organism of charity starts now just wanting to exist to feed itself. Over 99% of most charity donations go simply to pay for the people who work at the charity. And that's not because it's run by evil people. It's the nature of an organism. Like once that charity becomes a thing, that's what it's for, not the charity, the original charity. That's why I, my charity is for people I think have a great shot of, um, getting out of a hole and I'll just send them a hundred or 200 bucks. It's not easy to do that because uh, I don't get to do that with everybody that asks me. And sometimes people hate me for it when they want to pay me back out of pride and then they can't. And then they get mad at me, even though I say, don't ever pay me back. Uh, it does cause certain complications. It's, it's, uh, it's more of a headache. But that being said, wicked effective. There's been several people that have um, said that if I hadn't done that, they would have been absolutely screwed and that now they're doing great. You know, simple things like someone needs a, a flight home or just 
their car died, they need a tire. Just like little things like that is what I do. I would rather just give it to a charity. But when you do that, it doesn't go to the places. With the exception of a few, you know, there's some, uh, there, some of these special forces guys are like working to like help uh, child sex slaves. And I think they're doing real work. But in general, no. And just like this, the Democratic Party exists to exist. And they require poverty in order to complain about it. My mother was in a group called La Leche League. Way before Stefan Molyneux started uh, YouTubing about, uh, you know, breastfeeding your kids and how good that is for like IQ and bonding and, and lowers um, breast cancer of women and all that stuff. There was a woman named Jean. And that was my mom. And she breastfed my brother and me. And my grandfather, Dale, was the first bear, in my opinion. Just, you know, fierce, tough, intelligent, you know, salt of the earth guy, a little bit of a temper, had a drinking problem, worked hard. But anyway, my mom isn't the type to, to not do what she knows is right. And so she joined this group called the Leche League, which was this small little group. And it was about mothers advocating for uh, breastfeeding. And that's when words like patriarchy made sense, oblivious to certain things that women knew. For example, you should breastfeed your kid and not bottle feed them soy. They were feeding soy to these kids. And I didn't sip the soy, that's why I'm six, seven and a half. But anyway, uh, La Leche League was this advocacy group for breastfeeding and it was awesome. It was like 20 women of all demographics and all walks of life and all income categories would be in my living room once a week talking about their problems, working through their problems, you know, embracing motherhood, how hard it is, how beautiful it is, and they'd help each other. It was awesome. Then all the laws passed. You know, you could breastfeed in public. Uh, doctors started advocating breastfeeding, all that stuff. So what happens to the Leche League? Does it just say, good, we win? No. The Leche League is now advocating trans male breastfeeding. My mom said she cried. My mom cried. I've seen my mom cry, cry maybe twice in my entire life. She's a real just, you know, lead mining, Galena, Illinois, Benton, Wisconsin, just salt of the earth, 76 years old. Uh, she just doesn't cry, right? My dad would cry when he got the flu sometimes. He'd be like, I have the flu, you know, but, uh, it became a, a, a disaster. And that's why a lot of these groups like Southern Poverty Law Center is now insane. Insane. There probably was a time when the NAACP did good work, to be honest with you. Uh, they're insane. You know, leaders of their group will fake racism because that's the problem is when you have this Ponzi scheme, you need more racism than exists. And that's why uh, the swastikas on all those Jewish synagogues or whatever that, that mysteriously everyone stopped talking about. That was a, a black liberal journalist and an and a Israeli were doing that. Happens all the time. This stuff happens all the time. It's like most of these uh, big hate crime things are done by the same group, not because they're necessarily evil, but because they're convinced that there's all this racism in the world and they just have to show it to people, but no one can see it because it's not really there. And so they, they lie. Um, and that's what happens with the, so, so socialism is the ultimate form of that to the point where it kills its entire population. So I just want to talk about that briefly. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Norm Macdonald today and a bunch of other cool stuff. 
The SPLC is a hate group. Now, now it is for sure, dude. But, it, but see, that's the thing is there was a time when it was going against what clan, the clan, the democratic, the, the, the Ku Klux Klan were, were started as Democrats. It was, it was a, it's a fact, just, you're, it's a lie. It's a, you're being lied to, but it's all good. And you'll learn that the more people you hang out with. If you have an open mind to new friends and you don't judge someone just because they have a cross around their neck or a NASCAR shirt or they have uh, calloused hands and you have an honest conversation, you'll learn something about reality. And that's the same with, uh, with the gays. You know, If you think that the gays these days are real rational people, you go to Portland and talk to one and then you'll be like, man, I'm so annoyed by these people. Just kidding, there's some good gays. Uh, buffering, buffering, buffering. All right, let me try and lower the bit right here. Even lower. Because it, uh, it is pretty, pretty wacky right now. And I just, want, I just want to have a smooth day where I can just talk normally. Um, this always happens in the beginning, it seems like. No, you're not. Not all good, Big Bear. There's a couple left. Well, being gay doesn't, shouldn't influence your political party at all. Neither should being black. At one point, maybe, if there was slavery or if there was Jim Crow and one party advocated for it and another didn't, then I would see racial lines being drawn for politics. But that absolutely is not the case. We're going to talk about Trump and Putin. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So let's just go down through this stuff. This was funny. Someone sent me this on Instagram. Men back in the day, and it's just a, a lion and men today, and it's like a... Lying with a man bun. I just like sharing these funny things. Easy on the lag comments. We don't need another uh, calling. Uh, I won't do that to you guys. I, uh, I mean, I'm sure I will again. At some point, there will be, you know, Owen the Terrible will return. I am a tyrant. That's why I'll never run for political office. And it's not because I'm abusive. It's because I want to get rid of uh, what I consider shit. I don't want to hurt the weak. I want to support the weak. But I want to teach them. I don't want to just give them free shit. But those that I think are threats, I, I do. I think I would potentially just start killing them. And that's why I'll never want political power. Uh, this was in Portland. This is a man. This is not a joke, guys. And trust me, it's not a joke. This is real. It says, cats against Trump. Here's what I'm uh, going to say about this. Cats against Trump is a bit of an endorsement. Because cats are dicks. You know, even cool cats. Like my brother has a cat and he loves his cat. But most people are like, man, I love my cat. It's just like a dog. Well, then get a dog. Some people think cat, uh, dogs are too needy. Well, uh, maybe some if you treat them like that. But in general, you know, dogs are awesome. Cats almost act like, um, like a roommate that doesn't pay rent. You know, they're just like... I don't dislike cat. I may actually get a cat because uh, Walter saw a cat in a store recently and he started giggling and giggling and giggling. He was like, come here, come here, meow. And I'm like, yeah, I could get a cat. I'm not anti-cat. They're just like cats against Trump is like dickheads against Hillary. It's not really very profound. I like both cats and dogs. I just vastly prefer dogs. Because cats will eat you. If you die, they'll eat your corpse. That one didn't. 
resolution wasn't good enough on that one. Oh, I actually want to defend this idiot. Daily Beast came out. I just want to keep our, our you know, the small amount of media we have, like the Daily Beast and a few other ones, uh, Daily Wire, The Blaze, uh, you know, Crowder, the small amount that we have, let's not become like the left. And if anybody has a reason to kind of lay it on Kurt Metzger, it's me. I don't even dislike the guy. I just think he's insane. But Daily Beast tweeted, uh, new pro-rape comedian Kurt Metzger is writing for Sasha Baron Cohen's all-male Who is America writing team. Listen, he does write for them. He was talking about it on Rogan. And the pro-rape thing is him defending Louis C.K. Uh, for his whacking off thing. A, that's not rape. It's sexual misconduct. It's creepy. It's, it, it means you're a uh, deviant if you whack off in front of two women that aren't into it. It means you shouldn't be accepted by polite society. You're a weirdo. You're a creep. Uh, potentially a crime, but... He never got tried. It was allegations that were definitely true, but whatever. This dude's friends with him. He was he was defending Louis more than he's not pro-rape. Who the fuck is pro-rape? That to me just looks um I don't know. And I'm not trying to get on the Daily Beast. They do some good stuff. It's just we gotta keep ourselves in check so that we're not like. Cause Metzger on the last time I did Rogan, he like ruined it. Like everything I would talk about, he would be like and, uh, but I mean, pro-rape, I just think we have to really watch out for like this addiction to conflict and chaos and anger. What is valid is, uh, uh, insane comedian, or I don't know, bug-eyed saboteur of Owen Benjamin. (laughs) He's fine. He's fucking crazy though. I don't know. Maybe he is pro-rape. I just don't think. I, I just can't imagine anyone being pro-rape. I've never heard that in my life ever once. Ever. Like, the more alpha a dude typically is, the more likely they are to, uh, to hate rape. But, you know, some of these people are maybe secretly pro-rape. I don't know. The world's fucking crazy. Oh, I wanted to show you this. So this is what the left feels like they look like. You know, they're out solving crimes. Like, they're like, Apple. Apple. Apples come from trees. Trees are in Russia. Russia's a country. Trump is president of Russia. Trump, Russia. And then they're like, oh, you kids, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, right? But this is how they actually look. Uh, insane. This, for those of you just listening, this is uh, just a bunch of psychos. Yeah, the Trump-Russia thing is, uh, is bizarro. It's bizarro land, man. It's, it's real, real weird. And uh, I have a pretty controversial opinion. Like, I, I, uh, I don't even think what he said wasn't accurate. Like, I'm a proud American, bordering on nationalist. <laughs> More patriotic. I don't know what these words always mean. You know, they, they shift a lot. But also, real quick... Now they're saying meddling in the election. Before we even talk about any of this, just know it's all bullshit. So it was Russia collusion, which is Trump-Russia collusion. That means Trump and the Russians colluded. If you don't know what colluded means, think of collided, but with people. You know, collusion, to collude. Uh, That they worked together to rig his election. Okay, that is clearly false. 
So just like with global warming becoming climate change, Russia collusion just became meddling. Meddling just means to tamper with. And so now Trump, there's no evidence that he meddled with the election. There's, an, there's evidence that some, there's, there's evidence that some Russian nationals, Russians, that have, there's zero evidence they ever met Trump, knew Trump, nothing, uh, took out Facebook ads and uh, promoted anti-Trump and pro-Trump rallies to create chaos in America. That's the allegation. I'm sure it's true. Imagine if, if Canada took out anti-Trump and anti-Canada or anti-Trump and anti-Hillary Facebook ads um, and Hillary won. Would that mean that it wasn't a valid election? That's so... Every country does this shit. You know, Khrushchev did that with Kennedy. Khrushchev wanted Kennedy because, I don't know, for whatever reason. Khrushchev absolutely influenced that election. There's influence. All influence means is pushing something, advertising. P countries do that. Corporations do that. Uh, it's so funny because on Twitter, I'm not following some of these assholes, but there's a couple of these like um, leftist politicians and they'll, I'll see a tweet that's like insane, it's like something that I would never see. I would never follow someone who says it. And it says promoted by. And one of them was like, you know, Trump is a treasonous traitor. And that's like promoted tweet. I'm like, oh, so you just did just what Russia did. Like to pay money for social media to say nonsense. That's, that's not illegal. That's not treason. I completely understand the point of view of um, Shapiro and a bunch of people that say he shouldn't have said that. You know, Andrew Clavin, who I love, he has such a good video on this today. He said that it was a misstep in wording. I think maybe it was, but uh, I know what he was doing. He was taking a shot at the deep state. Like, when he says, our intelligence agencies say this, Putin says this, who, who, do, who to believe? I don't know. He's right. They both have the same probability of lying to him. Almost 100. Putin's a piece of shit. He's very strong, very commanding, very alpha. Uh, a lot of respect for his ability of force and political maneuvering. That being said, he's an ex-KGB operative who's without question murdered and killed and tortured probably women and children, leftist, turned nationalist simply because it, it helped him, whatever. Um, that being said, the CIA and FBI clearly tried to get Trump not elected and then are trying to impeach him and now are saying things uh, that will encourage someone to potentially go after him. Like, he, uh, listen, I know a lot of people that know a lot more about politics than me and they're like, he shouldn't have said that. I see the point. Where it's like, if, you're, if you have uh, family issues, you don't run your mouth about it outside the family. You know, you don't undercut America to Putin. But here's where my opinion differs. I don't see, like, the CIA is like America. Like, these, these operatives, this, the, the Justice Department, the, these, these alphabet soup operatives are the only reason the fucking Russians even have the nukes. Like, tons of them were like KGB spies and shit. Like, they've done some nasty-ass shit to American citizens. They've, they've done some toppling of regimes and colluding and influence and all that shit, you know? So, I don't put pride in that. It's almost like me talking shit about Hollywood isn't talking shit about America. 
Hollywood is more known and debatably more influential on the world stage than the FBI. I mean, so why is it okay to talk shit about Hollywood, just a corrupt garbage institution, but not the FBI? The FBI is nuts. And I'm sure there's awesome agents working for them. There's heroes working for them. There's people that are just probably awe-inspiringly heroic that have done some great, great, great work. That being said, just like what we talked about in the beginning, it's too big to work. You know, there's not enough oversight. There's not enough. You can't watch The Watchers. That horrible movie, uh, The Watchmen, has a great point, though. It's just a bad movie. It's just who watches The Watchers, you know? And so... When it gets that big, it becomes just so Game of Thronesy, And I don't think what he did was a big deal. To the point where, in two or three weeks, no one's even going to remember. And it's getting to the point. I was texting with one of my buddies who's very intelligent. And he was spiraling. about. He's like, yeah, Trump's a disaster. I'm like, well, he might, maybe he shouldn't have said that. But I mean, there's no evidence against him. And he's like, are you kidding me right now, bro? And I could feel the, the rage and the anger and the irrationality. And it, it felt a lot like, uh, like how Salem witch trials must have felt at the time, you know? And I'm like, dude, a lack of evidence isn't evidence. He's like, but why would he say he didn't do it all the time if he didn't do it? I'm like, that's why you never say you're not a racist. No, but saying you didn't do something isn't evidence you did it. Like, that's insane. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta have proof. That's all I'm saying. That's just the whole point I want to make. I only commented on it because it's the big, everybody's talking about it today. And I think that uh, an amazing thing about the YouTube world and social media and the bears and uh, this is we can kind of like listen to each other's opinion and, and it kind of helps form our opinion. It's almost like we have this new network of elders and campfire talk and uh, it's pretty cool when you do it right. It's like, I've never spent a, a dime promoting anything on YouTube or anything. I think that's why we've cultivated such a cool community. You know, like views to like ratio on my videos are, are high. The comments are nine out of 10. They're incredibly cool. They're either like genuine criticism or a compliment or they're adding something to it. That's awesome. And that's why I like to do this stuff. Why I did a little pushback, hopefully respectfully to Scott Adams yesterday and, and stuff like that, because that's, that's missing in a lot of people's lives right now. And I think that this is a, a great, for all the decay that social media has created and all the addiction to cortisol and stress and all that stuff, if you do it right, like how I believe we're doing it, it's pretty awesome because we can bounce ideas off each other. You know, some of like the coolest, smartest bears definitely disagree with what I'm saying right now. And that isn't friendship or internet relationship ending. It just kind of challenges ideas and pushes and pulls. And so that's all I want to say about that. Let me see though. I, I did take down some notes though. Uh, oh yeah, it was the first time I've ever seen Trump look beta to another leader. Like whenever he's meeting like Trudeau or, or the French guy or any of these people, it's just Trump is like a, just so alpha it's laughable. But there's something about a dude like Putin who's straight up, murders people like he's killed people and he's like a Ben Shapiro described him well he's like this Bond villain where like if, if the camera pulled back he'd be petting like a, like a shaved cat like the, I've been around murderers in my life um some good mur good guy murderers like 
I'm not gonna use the word murder when it comes to war. Uh, cause it's not, you know, it's a different thing. But there's just, there's an air about that. Especially when, when Putin, like when they asked him if he poisoned uh, journalists and he was like, show me proof that I did. Hmm. Like he wants people to know he's a murderer because it's like, it's how he operates, you know? He almost like, uh, like that's his passive aggressive way of telling the world like, dude, I will kill you. And it, it did something to Trump a little bit that I've never seen when he's uh, talking to a, another world leader where it's like, he was getting in like a uh, salesman-y on his heels thing where it's like, baby, I'm, t you know, like how Vince Vaughn is a lot where he's like, everybody's doing great. You're great. Everything's great. Uh, I'm like, and, and Putin's just like, I put toothpick in your dick and you die. And there's just something about murderers. It's just walking. It's almost like sometimes you feel a, like a chill when you're around people that have taken human life especially ones that are like him, like where he's good at it. All right. But so this is something I want to play for you guys. Oh, man. What's the name of the video? I'll, I'll get it insanely fast. Don't even sweat it. I want to show you how full of shit the Democrats are. And this is like, uh, this is one reason why I don't like get on Trump's ass too hard or any of that stuff, because everything that these people are saying is a lie. Watch this. Just watch this real quick. And this is why I love time. I'm a big fan of the passage of time because it illuminates so much of the world. Uh, like, watch this. There we go. Let's just take a little look. Calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. In many of the areas where we are working to solve problems, uh, Russia has been uh, an ally. Governor Romney's answer I thought was incredibly revealing. He acts like he thinks the Cold War is still on. Russia is still our major adversary. I don't know where he's been. Mitt Romney talks like he's only seen Russia by watching Rocky IV. Right. So... It's just whatever suits their needs. They're, they're fucking weirdos. Like, like the left is so horrifying that I have a hard time criticizing Trump sometimes because I'll be ready to criticize him and then I'll, I'll read what the, what the left says and then I'm already defending him. It's, it's nuts. Because grown-ups do have to kind of think of like long-term stuff. Like, uh, you know, it's like getting a life raft I was going to play you guys this video because um, here's one reason why I think the neocons uh, hate Trump. Like the left hates Trump because he's hilarious and the neocons hate Trump because he's not bloodthirsty enough. And uh, I think Hillary Clinton was ready to go to war with Russia as soon as she got in office. She was already planning like this, uh, these, um, these uh, no-fly zones that would have caused insane conflict. She was ready to rock. And... The whole machine was ready to go, you know? And Trump is almost too into getting countries to get along. He's like, he's like Vince Vaughn. You know, he's like, baby, I'm talking to Saudi Arabia. Good times. I'm over in Israel. I'm wearing the tiny hat, doing the thing. I go to Saudi Arabia. You know, everybody's wearing all the stuff and it's a good time. I go to Russia. Everybody's having a blast. I go to Korea. They should put up fucking all these condos out there where they're shooting the missiles, right? Everyone's having a blast. Everyone's strong and fun. And all these... Uh, these war people are like, no. And aside from active duty military with kids, 
or even just a lot of active duty military, I'm in a position where I really don't want war. Most of my active duty military people also really do not war. And these, and these are people that would do it in a heartbeat and do it for a year with a baby at home and put their life on the line and God bless all of them. But most of them don't want it. They don't want to go to war. They don't want to leave their kid or leave their home. They will in a heartbeat because they're duty, you know. But uh, as a dad and at, with someone with a wife that's pregnant, I am... I thank God that we have a president that's like trying to get along with the nuclear power. I thank God that we have a president that's trying to get along with Kim Jong-un, you know? And for all those people saying, oh, he is a monster. He is a monster. Kim Jong-un, the, the, the dictator of North Korea is, is a, a psychopath. He has, um, um, you know, it's, it's like the Holocaust every day there. He has just millions of slaves. But here's the thing. The left doesn't really think that because he is a democratic socialist. That's the goal, is Kim Jong-un. That's what democratic socialism is, guys. Anyway, I am so glad that we have a president that doesn't have blood on his, on his, on his, on his tongue. Like he's not looking, like he would, hopefully, if shit goes down and he has to, like you need a, a commander that isn't fucking unicorns and rainbows like uh, Woodrow Wilson and shit. Was at the end of, you know, we could, I don't know, whatever. Uh, like, war happens, you know, and you have to be able to be assertive in that situation. But God, does war, is war horrifying? And as someone, and so that's why sometimes I'll, I'll put up videos of me and my son. And I, uh, I'm going to show you guys one right now from last night. And one comment on YouTube last night, and I'm only addressing it because I want to uh, just, fill you guys in on a little something. Someone says, uh, way to exploit your kid, like loser or something. My instinct is not to share videos and pics of my son. I don't, I try to do it as not that often, but at the same, my, my instinct is to keep it all for myself and not do that. But here's the thing, it's the right thing to do. And I'll tell you why, because words don't always do it. Like when you say, have a family, you know, you're missing out on the world. Like, maybe you shouldn't abort that baby. Maybe you should settle down with somebody. Have a family. And people are so accustomed to these sitcoms and these movies and the media and the social media and the hashtag, you know, hashtags about how the family unit is, is bad and that um, kids are a drain and they're annoying and they're always, you know, they, they ruin your life and that abortion is fucking uh, somehow empowering. You got to show people the world that you can have sometimes. And I'm not, there's, I just, I feel an obligation to show, and, so, and some young men have told me that they, they've seen my life and that you can still be autonomous and have self-respect and not be a cuck to your wife and have a loving relationship and be a dad and still have time to do fun stuff. And, and it's motivated them to have a family. And I think our way out of all this mess isn't like signing a petition to go after DC. It's you live a good life. You get a family, you get a unit that's strong. And then from there you work on your community. And then from there your state and from there your nation, you know, and it's got to, it's not top down. It's got to be bottom up. And there's nothing more beautiful to me than the simplest moments with children. So it's just a minute, but this is what I get at night with my kids. This is what makes it all worthwhile. And some people have been like, oh, Owen used to be more laid back. It's like, yeah, because I didn't give a fuck about anything. 
I was never a nihilist, but like, I get fired up now more. I think about um, things coming down the pipe. You know, the, the world my son will inherit. This socialist shit, it's never gonna fully take over in my lifetime probably, I don't know, maybe. But I'm not losing out. I'm flourishing in this world. I'm mocking SJWs, all the comedians all suck now. I'm fine, you know? I'm cash poor right now, but my equity is crushing. Like my family is gonna be okay. I'm obligated as a father, however, that the whole community is okay. Cause I don't want him to live in like this South African apocalyptic environment where we have a giant home with a big wall and, and barbed wire and he can't freely ride his bike with his neighbors, you know? Cause there is no um, salvation in, in money. It, all it is is uh, opportunity, which is huge but uh, there's no salvation in it. And so that's why I work as hard as I do to do all this stuff is because I got kids I love. And, and my other one isn't born yet, but it's so close. I already love him, you know? He does funny kicks and stuff. But here's just uh, hanging out with Wally. And this is, this is what family is. It's not the shit that they make it out to be. Oh, say hi to Mama. Say hi, Mama. Hi, Mama. Hi, Mama. Hi. Tell everybody about the sea monster. Sea monster here. Sea monster here. I'm a sea monster. I'm a sea monster. Okay, so do you see why people are anti-family? When you watch that, that guy is not going to advocate for unnecessary war. He's not going to be tempted by goodies. That guy that you saw, me and that, with that child, with that future, with that hope, with that giggle, that just beauty, that dude isn't tempted by, you know, uh, these these trinkets and uh this this rage that comes from people without love in their life or, or things to protect don't get me wrong that same love would be the thing that would allow me to rip a man to shreds that tried to hurt us but that keeps people away from the propaganda stream sometimes and a lot of people that and it's a lot of work man it's a lot of work between that and yard work and comedy and tech and writing and stuff. It's like, there's almost no minutes in my day that isn't doing something. 
And that is, and those are the people that don't protest in the streets all day or, you know, just viciously come up with these weird conspiracy theories. And, and, and those are the people that are a threat to uh, a lot of these establishment people. Because when you're trying to trick someone into uh, going to war just to make a tiny amount of people a bunch of money, that dude is going to be like, no, no, I don't want this kid hurt. You know, if he gets hurt, I want him to learn a lesson from it. And I don't want it to be uh, unnecessary. And it just seems like they're trying to create war. There, there are times when, you know, people need to do what they have to do. And there's been wars that are, that are necessary and people come home with honor. Uh, sometimes people come home with honor and they're greeted by mobs of, of lunatic fringe hypocrites like what happened in Vietnam several times, even though, you know, Nam strategically was done. I'm not going to armchair quarterback that shit, but you know, what, I'm not going to talk about war anymore. All right. I'm going to read. Uh, we're about to do this some Norm McDonald stuff, but I'm going to read some of these super chats and we'll go from there. Hit the like button. If you want to uh, get one of my specials, go to hugepianist.com. And for all of you that do the subscriptions or Patreon, uh, much, much, much love. I appreciate you more than you can possibly know, for real. Because it's just a, an act of goodness to keep something going that wouldn't have been able to go. It's just pure consent and just pure like... Because what people don't get is that you, people do it for themselves. It, it's so that they can feel okay about things. You know, You support what you like. And that way, uh, the world around you starts growing the way you want it to. It's like farming. Like, okay, here's, what, here's a real pleasure in life. This is why you know that like, uh, class levels in life don't really matter. Because I've been a laborer recently, and I miss it. But at the same time, one of the greatest feelings you can feel in life is owning some land Owning a house, I grew up with a, almost no yard. Like our houses all looked the same. They were all built in uh, around the turn of the 20, 19, late 1800s uh, for workers at the Penn Company or whatever down the street. And uh, so there's no yard, just tight, small little houses. And then in LA, we I always lived in condos. I could never afford a house. And so now when I have a house with land, I value it because I've never really had land. And so, um, like today I worked on it for like probably six hours and there's no better feeling than like doing labor on your own land. It just feels incredible. And so the people that say like, oh, I, I make enough money now. I, I hired my own gardener. I hired my own driver. I hired my own chef. I hired my own trainer. I hired my own whatever. You're like, you just, you're missing out on everything in life. Like life is the little things of like working on shit. Some stuff I hire out, like we just did a, a new fence and, I, and with the terrain, um, digging the holes and then cementing the, the posts, I would rather watch people do it and learn because I've never done it before. And when you're dealing with four dogs and a kid, you know, uh, I didn't want to take the risk. So I did hire people to do that, but um, it's a blast. And, and the, right behind our house is a ravine and there's going to be, that's where the salmon spawn. And so I know there's going to be actual bears here. And so I really want a, like a very, very strong fence. And I'm just not great at fences, guys. I built some fences. I, I'm going to do the deer fence, though, for where we're growing shit. I have no problem with that. All right, Big Bear, 
I had a bad spelling day last week. Could you please verify me? Bear pig, not pidget. My bad. Yeah, welcome, bear pig. I have a bad spelling day every day. I can't spell for shit. Like, it's bad, dude. Like, uh, when I write for Crowder, we have a new system where, like, we pitch jokes based on topics and, and like, write them down and stuff. And I can see it in their eyes sometimes when I copy and paste into the show notes. Like, I'll spell words so wrong that it's, it's w- fucking weird. And spelling is one of those things where it's just, I have an argument for why I'm a bad speller. I'm an auditory learner, you know. I can do this shit by ear, right? And also, I don't like nonsense rules. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I probably should have paid more attention to spelling uh, to fit in. But the thing that makes me good at music, where I'm like, well, that has to go there. And then the, it, it makes sense that that would be there. Apply that to like I before E, except after E in these 30 random fucking times. Like restaurant shouldn't have a U in it. Sorry, I'm just not going to play by your games. I'm not going to play by your rules. And so even when I try to now play by those rules, because I see the look in people's eyes sometimes when uh, I can't spell, like, naive. I was like, I can't even remember, but it was nuts. It was like N-I-E-E-V or something, like naive. It's so funny how something that makes me so talented at one thing makes me such an idiot at something else. Because in music, I'm doing music. I'm like naive. And they're like, but that's not the rules though. I'm like, but that's not accurate. Like, what, why is there a silent K? Uh, I don't know if you guys relate to that at all. I spell Spanish better. I can speak Spanish if I'm around his Spanish people for a chunk of time. Because I, uh, I, I listen to a lot of Coffee Break Espanol, and I lived in L.A. for a while, which is just loaded with Mexicans, and, uh, and it's spelled the way it sounds. Like, I think if I spoke Spanish, I'd be a, a great speller. Like, you're just like, cerveza. Like, it's just, like, all romance languages. Like, English is, I think, one of the hardest languages to spell that's non, like, Asian-y. Like, you know, they have to draw the little pictures and shit. Uh, I think English is a, a real pain in the ass for people. All right. I would never want to learn as a second language. That would be really difficult. Marshall. Hey, Big Bear. Moving to Idaho from Soyland, Oregon next spring. Lived in Salem most of my life, and the soy has really gotten way worse recently. Got to make a change. Keep doing you, Owen. God bless. Yeah, and I think that the battle of the soy is always internal, but it's, if you're in a neighborhood that's just all like that, just life's too short. Just get the hell out of there. And the cause of this, I'm starting to realize, is uh, just a lack of morality in, in the world. But good news, the generation under the millennials are conservative and becoming religious again. So thank you, Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder uh, and Jordan Peterson and Dennis Prager and all these people that are keeping the flame alive because the base of Western civilization is not capitalism. Capitalism is a wonderful, beautiful thing, but it can only exist in a moral world or else people with force to start taking shit and running shit. Like you have to truly know that it's bad to do certain shit. And then once you establish these rules, you can have this flourishing. Uh, and that is threatened, but I, I have faith. I have faith simply because my actions each day is against that. And I just believe in, in, in the people in this country. And I think that uh, a lot have lost their way, but 
You know, I read this great book about generations. It was pretty interesting about, you know, uh, the greatest generation. They were so, they were so uh, worried about another depression or another world war that they forgot to teach God. <laughs> and because the baby boomers is the generation that kind of fucked everything up. Uh, that was the first generation that, that really just started spending more than they were making. And it, obviously there's tons of baby boomers that are awesome. I'm just talking in general. Like you have these like war exhausted greatest generation people. World War One, Great Depression, World War Two. You know, they're just like, finally, the GI Bill. Let's have some babies. Let's let's get a, a car. You know, baby, you can stay home with the kids. I'll work and let's just make sure that we have enough. You know, we finally made it. And and the one thing they forgot was a lot of the the moral backbone that allowed uh, them to beat the Nazis and beat you know everything. And the question isn't why are people poor, it's why are people rich, you know? Why is America so prosperous and that's why. All right, what else did I wanna talk about? Um, oh, I was gonna read more Super Chats, right. So enjoy Idaho, we thought about Idaho, we're looking at a couple spots in Idaho. Uh, that's definitely gonna be one of the first places I hit on my next tour is, uh, is Idaho. Either Boise or, yeah, probably Boise. I'm doing Nick DiPaolo tomorrow, so I might not be able to do the 3 p.m. time slot. Maybe I'll do two. So hit the alert button, because DiPaolo rolls at uh, 3.30, and uh, me and him had a really funny exchange. Thanks to Bunny Bear for hooking that up. She's just kept sending me his email, and finally I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Nick DiPaolo. Nick DiPaolo is, an, is a living fucking legend, and uh, he's getting just lambasted by people. He got attacked by a feminist at a club, I mean, he had a joke 15 years ago, I saw him doing the Comedy Cellar in New York City, where he was making fun of uh, commercials that, that were anti-male. He'd be like, oh, it's so easy, even dad can use it. He's like, oh, you mean the one who fucking bought it for you? Because he works? <laughs> Love the Paolo. Um, man, bears don't go trans. Keep your bear hardware. Of course, don't ever cut your dick off. Keep up the great work. Here's to helping a fellow bear out of a hard time. Thank you. I'm doing good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, the super chats and the, and the PayPal's on that stuff is great and necessary to keep it going and uh, to expand and to just make you better stuff. Like I, this whole weekend, we're gonna shoot more sketches and I'm gonna now set up for the next special for myself and for another comedian and maybe another Nimmer special if he's writing. But um, this all contributes, but I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm doing good. I'm uh, a little low on cash, but I'm really safe. You know, the big shit has been paid for. And so now I get to just fucking bam, bam, bam. But I appreciate that, brother. Owen, oh, I transitioned species for a verify. Hook it up. Welcome, grumpy cat bear. <laughs> I like cats, but cats can be huge dicks at times. Yeah, they, they can. Cats were never domesticated by humans, which is why some people really like them. It's why I think a lot of women like them, because they're like, that cat is so badass. You can't tell him shit. He just does what he does. Because uh, I think they started in Egypt. They were just eating them in the garbage dumps and shit. And people would be like, cool with them. But wolves became like, they would work for people. Cats never worked for people. Like you never have like a cat pulling a sled. 
They're just dicks. Uh, send an email to Unbearable Comedy with midget stories. Thank you, Waste Bear. I always love a good People McNugget story. It's from Ginger Bear. Hey, Big Bear, I was verified yesterday as Ginger Bear, and I now have fuzz growing between my toes. Is that normal? Please help. Yeah, that comes with a, a decrease in soy consumption and being around other people that are uh, awesome. So just enjoy that hair. I'm still on my own meat diet. It's fun. Finally feeling healthy. Uh, I was kind of getting a little, little fat. And, you know, it's just better that way. It's also good just to pick any diet because I don't think there is like a, a super right answer. There's just like, just pick one and all it does is discipline your eating. You know, the ketogenic one is probably the best one. Um, but if you just follow by rules of, of eating, you'll just definitely lose weight because you don't go with just your instincts at the time. Because, you know, Big Bear likes his, uh, likes his honey. And man, having a, having a pregnant lady twice in two years, man, I was starting to put on my bitch hips because it's like, ice cream, I want ice cream. I'd be like, I do too. And it's a fact, by the way, that new dads, um, your testosterone goes down. And there's a reason for it. It's because I think, uh, I think it's good naturally when the dude's testosterone drops a little bit with a new baby so he didn't like kill his family. <laughs> but either way, I'm actively fighting against that. Can you talk about Trump's tariffs? Just read why nations fail. Seems to be a queer negative. Uh, I think they're good only as a threatening measure where it's almost like a, like a poker move or like a, where you're like, we'll, we'll do these tariffs. That way you back off your tariffs, we'll back off our tariffs. Other than that, it's, it's definitely a negative if you're looking at um, just trade efficiency and how much money you can make. It's a tax on the consumer for sure. That being said, if we're getting fucked uh, and we have the resources and we have the, the power, you know, it can be a threatening move that isn't military. I'm just right now really enjoying the fact that we're not starting another war. So I'd rather have a trade war or a rhetorical war or this culture war that we have than uh, a, a draft. So yeah, I'm glad you read Why Nations Fail. That book is awesome, huh? Isn't it so fascinating the difference between Latin America and uh, colonial, colonial America and like why the, like the factors as to why we got so much more successful? It's a fascinating book. I also recommend The, uh, the Rational Optimist. If you guys like, like more uh, conservative academics talking about how good uh, capitalism is, it's a good book. Big Bear. Oh, also, I'm not an expert on tariffs. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to not just have an opinion on everything. I don't want to be a Bill Maher type where anything I'm supposed to just have an opinion. But what I said about tariffs, I believe is true. After that, I'm not an expert enough. I think very few people are an expert on tariffs. I just, mercantilism is a bitch. We don't want to go down that road. I, I want free market economics as much as humanly possible. That being said... If you have a country that's really fucking with us with trade deals, um, if negotiation has to do with uh, threats and shit like that, that's all good. But overall, you don't ever want to subsidize uh, something. It's very similar to why I don't like when the left wants to subsidize green energy. 
because you don't know what the right move is. You can't just say solar or wind. It's like, well, we'll see what works the best. We'll see what can replace fossil fuel efficiently that won't bankrupt uh, impoverished nations and business, you know? And uh, yeah, so that's why when you, uh, when, you sub when the government subsidizes a, 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 um, an industry in America, it's, it's, I get why people do it, and I think there's probably times to do it, but in general, it seems like uh, centralized planning, which I'm against, where you, you pick a winner. And then it's unfair. Then like, if someone has a, um, a competitive edge, it's like Netflix. You can't compete against Netflix ever again. The government is, is, is fueling it. Like they'll just, they've never made a dime. Netflix has never made money. They've been in billions of debt since it started, but it's a propaganda wing. So uh, that's a blast. So you can't really compete with Netflix now. I mean, if you, if you had to, um, came up with a, a technology or something that's 50 times better, you might be able to take it out, but no, they're fully funded now. And that's why uh, institutional slavery was actually a, a, um, a financial negative on the country. And when you hear people say, oh, well, slaves built this nation. No, the fuck they didn't. If we were free market back then, we'd be even richer. Like when you have subsidies and when you have uh, slaves and, and this huge economy built on one fucking thing, you can't innovate. You know, there's no drive to invent the turbine or any of that shit because you just have these free dudes. Big Bear, Bastard Bear here. Hot dang, stream was hilarious, man. I have skits and anti-soy comedy on my channel. If bears have feedback, it'd be great, thanks. That's it, Mike Life Productions, M-I-C-L-Y-F Productions. And you guys have been sending me some hilarious shit for my sketches. I'm gonna do a lot of writing tomorrow and then hit the ground running hard. Oh, I came up with some other ones I want to tell you about. Oh, did I write it down? Please tell me I wrote it down. People will forget about it in the week. I've seen uh, Kennedy and Putin. Oh, man. I, I'm horrible at writing things down a lot. Yeah. I was coming up with some... Oh, one... Oh, yeah, I'll write it down now so I definitely don't forget. Uh, fleeing... I want to do a sketch where like me and Amy and Walter are like covered in like, I don't, I don't know how to dress us, but just the concept of fleeing to Venezuela or fleeing to North Korea where we're like, we're Americans, please let us in. And they're like, why? And we're like, it's the wealth. We had to get on a raft and float. Cause you'll, you'll never see Americans fleeing to a socialist nation. They're always coming here. Why the fuck would we want that here? So I want to do it in a funny irony way so I don't just preach it to people, but uh, we're just called the American, the American, uh, the American, uh, I don't know, fleeing people. I don't know what they're called. The American, I don't fucking know. But you'll never see people climb over, like wade past the Rio Grande and dig a tunnel and hire a coyote to get to Mexico because their economy shit. Because the government's corrupt, it's centralized, it's total... Yeah, refugee, that's a good one. Oh, and shout out Tricky Bear, my husband is a fan. Tricky Bear! I, sorry, I'm not usually in the, uh, in the normal chat, I'm, uh, but I'm glad I saw that. I'll go up there in a bit, though. 
Hey, Big Bear. Uh, just cashed my first commission check as a real estate agent. Feels awesome just paying my not occult dues. If you or any bears need a Washington State realtor, hit me up. I actually might. I, I want to buy just a little piece of land somewhere because I think this area is going to keep going up. I don't like my shit on the stock market. And it's not because the stock market isn't crushing. It's just, uh, I just don't understand it. I don't like to be a part of things I don't understand. Like, that's why I'd rather own like a, a rental house than stocks. Because I don't fucking understand stocks now. At one point I did, like when I was a kid and my dad explained it to me, I did where, you know, you take your little money and you uh, invest in a company and now you have a little piece of that company and when they do good, you do good. Now it's crazy. So that's why uh, I'm all about real estate shit or farmland or birch gold or Bowling Branch sheets. I'm convinced that Ben Shapiro has been colluding with Bowling Branch. You know, I think he's a traitor. Just kidding. Good for you, man. Congrats, by the way. Oh, I should hit your uh, email. If anyone needs a realtor in Washington, mccarter1 at remax.net. M-C-A-R-T-E-R -E 1, the number 1, at remax.net. Make that honey money. Oh, hell yeah. Well, just do good work. Money's usually a byproduct of like uh, caring about some shit and just working your ass off, but you don't even, doesn't really feel like work at the time. Thank you for defending the West. May I be Grunt Bear as I am U.S. Army Infantry Disabled Vet. God bless you and your family. Welcome, Grunt Bear. You're the best. Good for you. Let me know if you, you ever need anything or wherever uh, you live, and I'll let you know when I'm coming out to do a show. Uh, chances the media had two narratives ready before Helsinki. For sure. If he had been like, I'm here with Putin, who's a real dick. I can't stand this guy. They'd be like, Trump is putting on a show. And, and then they'd, they'd say that he's putting the world in danger by picking a fight with uh, Putin. There's no right answer. It's literally like being around a chick who just wants to be mad at you. Yeah, we've all been in that position. No right answer. That being said, you can't just do the opposite of what is annoying you. I think Trump may have that issue, but I'm not going to say he does or not because he's been a lot more calculated than I've assumed in the past. Like, for example, I faced something in my life, and a lot of you guys had witnessed this in the last year. I'm glad I did the right move on this, but there were times when I felt like being racist just to annoy people because I was so sick of having everyone say everything was racist that I would have instincts where I'd be like, I'm just going to say real racist shit. And uh, I'm glad I never did that because you don't want to be defined by those you disagree with. You know, I was almost just going to start trolling the world by just becoming a racist. And then who knows when you just lose your mind. And I think that uh, Trump has gotten so fucking annoyed by the media and by the Democrats and the constant, like, you collude with Russia, you collude with Russia, with no evidence, and these morons just keep going with it, that he almost wants to be like, Putin's awesome. And if he has a tactical strategy, that's one thing, but if he's doing it just to... Uh, just to teach them a lesson, that's, I don't know, that, 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 that's slightly, weak, that's weak to me because I've, I've had that in my life and I'm really, really glad I didn't do that. You know, if he's doing it in a way to shake shit up and do his thing, that's all good. But if he's uh, legitimately just trying to, uh, to show people that he's not bending, but you, it's like scar tissue. Like, I always, I always think about that with the scar. Like, it's higher than my skin. 
So like when it healed, it didn't just go to my skin. It, it kept going farther. And I always think about emotions and thoughts and words like scar tissue. Like, are you overdoing it because you're vulnerable? Are you over pushing? Are you overreaching because uh, you're in pain? And if so, you know, you're not doing yourself or your country any favors. That, that's just what I think about that. But isn't that hilarious though? Like I, I, I really debated that. Like I, I was like, dude, these people are so fucking annoying. And all those uh, newspaper articles about me and stuff that were like, alt-right comedian. Dude, I've never even met anyone in the alt-right. I've, I've hung out with, you know, closed border nationalists. I've hung out with like a bunch of intense people, but like this alt-right thing is pretty much like eight dudes. And uh, part of me was just like, I'm going to find these guys. I'm going to just do that then. Even though I think they're idiots. Just to, just to like show people they can't break me. Because one thing I, liked, I used to like to do is um, if someone would call you something, just like if someone would be like, you're a racist, be like, I would never call a black guy a nigger. And just saying that word, they'd be like, Hur. and then I'd be like, oh, you never even thought I was racist. Because you, would, you wouldn't have been surprised with me saying that if you truly believed I was, huh? I'm like, you little slimy fucker. And nothing gets me more angry than, than people manipulating people because they're good. Like, I'm, I'm actually welcoming of a lot of types of people, if that makes sense, to the point where now I'm very, very apprehensive of uh, a lot of these leftist, a lot of this leftist shit. Because I think I've been taken advantage of because of that in the distant past, and I never will again, because that's some sick shit. That's why one of, the re one of the many reasons I despise pedophiles is because a lot of kids just want to make adults happy. And so, man, I'm getting angry just thinking about it. So like, um, like, a, like a, a, a sick, evil person would be, you know, would try and get a kid to seek approval from an adult by having sex with them. That's called pedophilia, and it's, and it's, it's all about power and evil. It's, a, it's the most evil thing you can do. And uh, I think people do that in a lot of places in life where they take something good. Don't get me wrong. There's people shouldn't be naive to evil. Like I should know that it exists. But like when you're really the type that's like, no, I want everyone to get along. Of course. No, of course I'm not racist. Racism is awful. It's like, well, if you're not racist, then you'll give me more money. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Sorry about the mix up. And then you're like, oh, fuck. These people are manipulating me because I have principles. Fuck you. And then you just want to be like, nigger. Oh, and that's another reason I just defended Kurt Metzger, that crazy fucker, when they said uh, uh, he's pro-rape or whatever. It's because there are people that are pro-rape, and they're called MAPs, minor attracted persons. And they're trying to be, they're being normalized right now. They don't have any famous names yet, but there's famous uh, media outlets like New York Times and fucking um, Salon and Huffington Post and all this. It's like... I'm a pedophile, not a monster. It's coming. And I don't want to dilute that shit with people that aren't actually pro-rape. That's rape. So it's like there are people that are currently pro-rape. And so don't water that shit down. We got to have all our words that we need. All right. Thanks, Ben. Scott, OB, love the stream. Did your wife, quote unquote, see Malice kill Chuck Schumer on Twitter? I haven't seen it. No. I'll check it out, though. CS uh, posted something like, we've never had a president open to dictators. Malice sent him a photo of Jimmy Carter smiling with 
uh, Leonid Brezhnev. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's all bullshit, dude. All of this is horseshit. All of it. And, dude, back then, are you kidding me? Like when, um, like, if, like when Reagan would meet with Gorbachev or any of this shit, like we'd all be like pumped. We're like, yes, less war. Now it's like, no, we need war. Fucking people getting along is... We sided with Stalin in World War II to beat the Nazis. Stalin. Stalin. The worst dictator of all time. It's like, this is what governments do. Don't listen to... Dude, fucking Hillary Clinton cackled as, as uh, Gaddafi was bayoneted in the ass to death by a mob of people. It's like these people are sick. Like, they're not looking out for the little guy. You need to be on Crowder more often. It always makes the show much more enjoyable. Can I be verified as Canuck Bear? God bless. Welcome, Canuck Bear. Yeah, I, uh, I've just been working a lot on this one, and I've been writing for him, but like, um, I haven't been pushing anything lately. I haven't been like, hasn't been a new special or a tour or anything, and I don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, Crowder, can I do your show for the 30th time? So they usually ask me when they want a song or some shit, and uh, I love doing a show. Like, love it. It's a blast. They're some of the funniest people on the planet. So I'm, I'm honored to be a part of there, but I usually only ask my friends to be on shows uh, when I'm promoting something. And right now I'm just promoting nothing. I can't even think of anything I'm promoting. I mean, I'm selling specials and shit. Unbearablestore.com to buy some nice t-shirts, but that's not usually why you do uh, media. But there's definitely some sketches and some bits on there that you're currently enjoying that Let's just say the big bear massaged into glory. Uh, Green Bastard, can you come to Fargo? I live in Winnipeg, Canada, but I understand if you don't want to risk being gulagged by Captain Cuck, Fargo's only a four-hour drive. I've done Winnipeg, man. Winnipeg's great. I'm not scared of Canada at all. They would just be passive-aggressive. Dude, fucking in Montreal, cops are, wear jeans. Listen, if, if they got enough power to gulag people maybe, but like they would just, they try and keep you out of the country before they do anything. Or they just try and shut down your show, but they would be like very like bitchy girl about it. Like they'd be nice to your face. They wouldn't just put me in prison. I, I'm a little scared of England. And I shot my, my special Feed the Bear in England in Manchester, hugepianist.com. It's 10 bucks and it's really funny. But uh, cause England's gotten straight up commie. So South Africa, but uh, I'm not scared of Canada. Amy is though. Amy doesn't want me to perform in Canada because she knows me. She knows that I'd run my mouth to, uh, to officials. If they're like, you can't say that. I'd be like, nigger, a white person. That's not me calling a black person that. It's me saying a word that makes uh, PC people lose their fucking mind. All right. You're not allowed in Canada, Chris? D DUI? DUI? Canada doesn't let uh, DUI people in. I have a bunch of friends. I used to do the Montreal Comedy Festival a bunch. And uh, I had a couple friends that always want to come up and see me, but they're like, I had a DUI five years ago. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? They're like, because I was ashamed. I'm like, are you Eeyore? Canada used to be the best. Yeah, Canada was a blast, but... Not if you listen to Crowder to describe it, like being from Quebec as a conservative, he was in hell. 
But uh, when I used to play lacrosse up there in Ottawa and shit, but I was always just with the natives. Some whites. But I was never really around the Canadian liberals. I was always around Indians who were just violent and fun. And that was before they all became alcoholics. Uh, yeah, but the natives were cool. <clears throat> just played box across and just beat the fuck out of each other. I told Joe, Owen didn't get it. Forever alone, a.k.a. Grumpy Cat. You're not alone, Grumpy Cat. I'm with you. Do you remember I was full carnivore in Saranac Lake? That shit works, bro. Oh, Trucker Bear, how much, what'd you drop? Dude, carniv uh, carnivore is the shit. And I'm not even drinking beer. I do drink Spike Seltzers, though. And I know that sounds as gay as cum in a mustache wearing roller skates, but it's, uh, there's zero carbs and no fake sugar either. It's just, uh, it's like seltzer water with some, with some booze in it. And it's funny, like, uh, the, the store near my house, you know, is super like salt of the earth. They, they still like rent DVDs and stuff and they're funny and just kind of like country. And like they, you know, and, and I keep coming up with like uh, seltzers and we're getting comfortable enough where they're starting to be like, going big tonight, huh? It's pretty funny. I almost want to make it seem like, like if you, if you buy a seltzer for yourself and you're a big dude, just be like, oh, what does she want again? Where do you guys have these spiked seltzers? Is that what she wants? The best is when you buy PBRs. That's when do, like the, the dudes usually give you the most respect. They're like, oh, I love PBRs. And you're like, me too, bro. Coronas, you, you get looked at like you're kind of gay. I, Coronas is like one of my favorite beers. I don't give a fuck. I just really like Coronas. I don't know what it is. But uh, seltzers, though, I mean that. Uh, there we go here. My email was to assure I wasn't trolling you Friday. Oh, thank you, Waste Bear. Oh, dude. Waste Bear. Oh, you're the one whose dad is a midget and your mom was deaf? Yeah, I definitely want to hear some midget stories. For sure. I wonder if it was like, uh... You couldn't, like, go on a roller coaster? Like, your dad could never join you on a roller coaster? I remember I saw, like, when I opened for Kevin Hart, he had another dude, too. It was three of us when I was 19. And I'll never forget a joke he did. His opener, he was, like, talking about midgets not being able to get on a, on a roller coaster. I don't remember any more of it, though. But I just remember that was the premise. All right. Can you read Proverbs? I can later. Let me screenshot this because I can't, I can't go into depth with the Internet. I've just, uh, I've tried that in the past and I go, I will though. I promise I will, Justin. I screenshot it, so tomorrow I will for sure. Ice back. Heads up, Big Bear. YouTube conservative commentator Faith Goldie has been banned from PayPal for life. Well, that's why I have a bunch of stuff going on. You know, I got some Patreon action. Got some PayPal action. I got some YouTube action. And then, uh, you know... And that's the action I got. And then I'll tour. But, uh, actually I know some of the PayPal guys though. I think I could, like some of the PayPal dudes watch this. That's the thing. It's like, I'm in a pretty unique category where my previous credits and friendships make the left and Hollywood and like hate me. Cause I'm almost like a traitor. But at the same time, it makes it harder to just full blown 
I don't know. I think that it would be a little harder. Maybe not, though. Patreon was just about to fucking ban me. I'll look into that. That's nuts of PayPal. I can't believe PayPal did that to Milo after that shooting. And that turns out it had nothing to do with Milo and then you never heard about it ever again. I saw uh, something that Milo did that I understand, but I, I think it was a mistake and I learned from it. He was like talking shit about Peterson. And I knew why he was doing it, but he didn't say why he was doing it. And that's why uh, I don't passive aggressively just talk shit about someone because I hear they talk shit about me. That's why I'll say someone talks shit about me and then I'll do it. Because uh, Peterson said that Milo may be a racist. And I've heard Peterson say good things about Milo, like he's a provocateur, which he is. But he's, he's crazy and says crazy shit, but he is a provocateur. But calling someone a racist is pretty cold. But, and I think that it, Milo, that registered with Milo, and so he was kind of like taking digs at Peterson, but he didn't say why he was doing it. So he just looked a little, uh, he looked a little uh, lame, you know? Looks like you're just trying to go at a great man. But if he said, he's like, hey, well, I mean, Peterson said I might be racist. So, I mean, I think he says gibberish. I don't understand what he says. That people could get behind because they're like, oh, he took a shot at you. But if you just kind of take a shot at somebody and no one knows why you're kind of doing it and being a dick, um, it can really backfire and you look a little... Uh, you look a little... Oh, I'll get to Norm. I'll just read a couple more of these and then we'll do some Norm and whatever. You see Anthony Bourdain criticized the Clintons in his last interview, then he kills himself. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about that. I think it's a 50-50. I'll read two more. You can keep super chatting though. I'll, I'll come back to it. I just want to play a little Norm because it's in the title. I don't want to misrepresent. And uh, I got real excited because I'm not Norm. Subscribe. Real funny. And I keep stealing his, his videos, so the least I can do is send some of my followers to, uh, I mean, how funny would it be if it was Norm and he called it I'm Not Norm? But uh, he does compilations of Norm, and so I haven't even seen this one. This is uh, O.J. Simpson Volume 2, and I wanted to just watch it with you guys and kind of break down the jokes and just really enjoy it. <laughs> so, where is it? All right, let's watch a little Normie. And then I'll read more Super Chats. PayPal.me slash FeedTheBear if you want to write a longer message. Or, uh, you know, that's also an option. Let's watch a little Normie. Thanks, I'm Norm MacDonald, and now the fake news. Well, He fucking coined fake news. What a, what a legend. Well, it is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California. <laughs> That's the joke that pretty much got him canned, by the way. He wouldn't stop, and that was one of the big ones. But what a genius, right? Two hours after the verdict, L.A. police had their first solid lead in the hunt for the real killers. A new witness has come forward who saw three men fleeing the crime scene the night of the murders. Police have released this sketch and would like to hear from anyone who has seen it. These three individuals. Oh, see, this is uh, volume. Th this is volume two, by the way. It's so funny how he will realize something's a lie. Like Michael Jackson is a creep, and he kept hammering at him too, and he won't stop until like the crowd is realizes he was right, <laughs> even at his own detriment. He got fired for all this shit. 
Put that On Tuesday at 1.15, the moment the Simpson verdict was delivered, Court TV scored its highest ratings ever. An hour later, the channel went out of business. <laughs> well, you can theorize that the OJ trial is what led to legitimate fake news because it started the 24-hour cable news business model and that required constant news. And then when you... That's why I'm not into branding and I'm also not into over, like looking too far into my YouTube analytics because that can lead you down some pretty destructive paths. Like when you start seeing what spikes the most in uh, news, it's things involving fear, racial problems, you know, uh, that type of shit. And so then as a business, you're drawn to that. That's why I don't do ads. That's why your super chats and your support is important. I have, I have a reason for that. It's because uh, I don't want to be um, a slave to that shit. Because now that's what CNN and all these things are. It's like you see what works, you see what makes you money, and then you keep going with that. I want the thing to make me money is to appeal to the people that like me. Not, uh, you know, how to get people to watch things is by scaring the fuck out of them. That's just crazy. Well, that covers the main developments in the O.J. Simpson case this week. And after all, other important things are going on in the world. Now more O.J. Simpson. <laughs> when Simpson trial juror Gina Rodborough returned home this week, her little girls were delighted to have her back. And no wonder, she lets them get away with murder. <laughs> See, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this, where uh, you start doing a joke and repeating it and repeating it. Like, for me, it was Soy Boys. Like, I did the Soy Boys song and all these soy jokes so many times that people, it started making people furious, and then it would start making people love it. Because uh, the repetition, there's like this weird curve that happens where it's funny and then it gets not funny because people are like again and then you show that you just won't stop and you'll come up with so many new creative things within that little space it becomes this interesting art form of like like Portlandia a lot of you might assume I don't like that show I think it's funny Portlandia is like a it, it's just making fun of the city of Portland for like eight years and I've like as kind of an autistic-y when it comes to comedy and music guy. Like, I, I, th that repetition to me is fucking heaven because it's so hard. It's like just put someone in a box and say, make fun of this topic a thousand times. On Crowder, we're currently doing that with uh, Kevin Spacey. Like, we just keep making fun of Kevin Spacey. Our top story tonight, following his shocking acquittal two weeks ago, O.J. Simpson vowed never to rest until the real killers of Nicole Brown Simpson are brought to justice. And the manhunt continues. <laughs> so good. Oh, dude, I can almost see one of the reasons he got fired. Do you hear that crowd? Me and Eric Weinstein talked about that like eight months ago. I did a whole, I did kind of an episode about that. Uh, no living heroes where you can hear the crowd. They're almost treating him like uh, like the dude from 300 or not 300 uh, gladiator. Uh, what's his name? Uh, like the, the slave that, be, that challenged the, the emperor. The crowd now is treating him like a hero and heroes get broken by by establishments. 
Like, you can hear that with the clapping. You'll never fucking see that now unless it's fake. Like, now you'll see, like, Trump joke. But this is like a crowd of people being like, you're our leader now. And fucking networks and stuff get so pissed. They, they have to, like, break you. Yeah, Weinstein was telling me, he's like, just think about it. They don't allow, establishments don't allow for heroes anymore. Like, they have to be dead. Because uh, Charles Lindbergh, I believe, became so famous and so followed by people, he almost kept people out of a uh, world war, and the establishment was not okay with that. After initially vowing never to rest until his wife's killers are brought to justice, O.J. Simpson this week changed his pledge slightly. He now vows to have sex with hot-looking models. <laughs> Oh, my God. Meanwhile, this week, O.J. took girlfriend Paula Barbieri to see the erotic murder mystery Jade. Other moviegoers took the couple's presence in stride, though they did become uncomfortable when O.J. repeatedly shouted out, shouted out, You call that a stabbing? That's... <laughs> Want well, to know what makes someone a hero sometimes? Is being able to take the booze. This is going to be a slightly controversial opinion. I don't think Trump is that ego-driven. That sounds crazy. I've even in the past said that his biggest weakness is uh, ego. It's so hard on an ego. I, I know. Being, being booed, slandered, attacked, called names, kicked out of organizations, hated. Being able to take booze makes people like you. Like they, they, they long term, because it, it means you really don't have that big of an ego. It's like when you do shit, even though you know you're going to take a lot of heat and when you're uh, capable of resisting, just the boo, the, the, the ego wants you to just go, what, what do you want? I'll say anything to make you clap and like me. That's ego. People that, that can take the booze and can take the fucking slander and just not apologize because they know they're not wrong. That's not ego. Sorry. It just isn't. Simpson had been discussing marriage with girlfriend Paula Barbieri, but reportedly she has called the wedding off. Her fear was that if they married... Real quick, Coddington Bear just said, booze helps the booze. That's great. You're not even a dad and you're doing dad jokes. You gotta get somebody pregnant, Cod. Put a ring on it. Don't be like the rest of Florida. We gotta make life with that cock here, my friend. Your kids would be great at editing stuff too. Make make life with that little Florida cock of yours. Little coward. Stop playing preseason. Preseason football. That's how I feel now about, about sex. Even sex that I love. Like me and Amy have awesome sex. It's almost like watching preseason when you're not making life. Like you're just like, oh, this is a great game and everything, but there's no stakes. When you're like making life, it's the fucking Super Bowl, man. It's unbelievable. Because it takes a while, too, sometimes. Unless you're, like, Mexican or something. Uh, or black. You know, if you're white and, and you make a decent income and you're responsible, usually it takes a, a little while to, to get your woman pregnant. And uh, the whole time, you're just playing in the Super Bowl. First try for you? Good for you. Are you black or Mexican? Black? Mexican? Oh, good for you. She would be brutally murdered. <laughs> And then, and then someone would try to pin it on O.J. 
How long did it take me and Amy? Uh, first time, a little while. Eight months. The second time, five months maybe. My brother immediately. That that's why I was annoying because like because when you can't like, like when you're trying when you're banging every day like really trying to uh, I was trying to not do saunas because it was like uh, making my balls too warm, possibly killing sperm. You always have the fear that you're like infer infertile. You know my. It just, you always do. You're like, what if we can't? And my brother would be like, dude, I, 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 you know, I, I fucked last night and I'm, man, I'm definitely going to have another kid. I can't have four kids. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, every time we fuck, we make a baby. It's crazy. And I'm like, just sitting there like, fuck you. And it got to the point where I'm like, hey man, can you not just like say that all the time? Cause I'm starting to think that like my balls don't work. So, uh. How about you just keep your fucking crazy tree dropping, tree climbing fertility to yourself just for a little while. Banged out three kids easy peasy. Good for you, Lizzie. You black or Mexican? The LA District Attorney's Office has given Marsha Clark and Christopher Garden, Christopher Darden, Bonuses of over $10,000 for, quote, lengthy hard time duty, unquote, in the O.J. Simpson case. Racism is A spokesman for the DA said that the prosecutor's bonuses would have been even higher, except for the fact that they let a killer go free. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's so fucking funny. According to a report, yeah, real quick, the reason that's so funny is he's stating an obvious fact in a joke of a world. And I think we're facing that a lot now. That go, Unbearable News Network doing a great job out there. Unbearablenewsnetwork.com. But uh, when you're in a, in a crazy upside down world and you just state an absolute fact, it's insanely funny. J. Simpson is still extremely angry that Robert Shapiro began writing a book while he was defending the football legend. However, Simpson is extremely pleased that he got away with killing his wife and that waiter. <laughs> A down-and-out O.J. Simpson, depressed that all of his money-making ideas have failed, has decided to go back to doing what he does best, killing people. <laughs> That's so fucking funny! In a surprise move, O.J. Simpson has offered to give an interview to CNN with, quote, absolutely no ground rules. But interviewers Greta Van Susteren and Roger Cossack have asked for one. Don't kill us. <laughs> In sworn testimony this week, Paula Barbieri admitted that she had broken up you with O.J. Simpson the very night Nicole Brown Simpson was killed. Boy, that had to be a tough day for O.J., huh? First he gets dumped by his girlfriend, then Colombian hitmen kill his wife. <laughs> Man, that's... You gotta... So great. In an effort to raise money for his enormous legal bills, O.J. Simpson this week began marketing a video which attempts to prove his innocence. Should the tape not sell, Simpson has a backup idea. His very own video of the actual murders themselves. <laughs> I 
right, dudes, I want to uh, enjoy this with you, and I need to run, I need to get some water. Uh, Be Big Bear is insanely thirsty. So I just downloaded uh, something, because I want you guys to see that my uh, Owen the Terrible vibe, and if you want to watch some awesome Brazilian bear, Natalia, doing great work out of Brazil, made uh, this funny video I put on my, on my YouTube, called like Welcome to the Gulag or something. It's like a montage of my last meltdown on you guys. I, uh, I've always been like this. I just got a, a video clip from maybe three years ago that I just downloaded. I want you guys to see that this is, if it's in front of enough people, it's pretty fucking funny. Cause it's like, it's kind of honest too. Like this lady just kept telling me I had shit on my, on my uh, sweater. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me, let me, I'll turn this down. I know that's your rape. I'll start from the beginning. Uh, well, I just, I just, it's only two minutes. I just got to run and get some water. I'm wicked thirsty. My, when, when I used to dress like that, my brother used to call me Harvard rapist. You know what I'm saying? That I, the, the, the crowd was so fucking weird and shitty and fucking saying shit that I had to spend so much time that I created this character of anger that I normally don't have to go down because I have to fucking crack the whip because no one can fucking act in public. It doesn't matter if that was a minute ago or a century ago, that's what fucking happened, right? And now these motherfuckers are like, I don't need to clap, I got forearms. And then everyone else is like, just do what the fuck I say. I'm sure she was. She probably got a gun out of the car. <laughs> he doesn't know not to use that type of detergent. And her boyfriend probably was like, yo, he's funny. Just fucking something crazy in public. It's like, but he doesn't do I've never road rage. One of the reasons I hate her so bad is because she fucking threw him under the bus so hard. Because he's Mr. Road Rage. And the guy's looking at her like, do you know how much I do for you and give up for you? Like, why are you embarrassing me in public? And she's like, what's that, Mr. Road Rage? I've never road rage. And I was like, well, I'm gonna fucking destroy you and make sure you leave. Cause you don't treat my friend like that. He's not, I don't even know that guy, but I instantly was like, don't put him down and then compliment yourself and then fucking talk I'll show and then fucking attack my sweater. You think that's fucking acceptable back in the day? Be eaten by wolves. And I'd fucking feed the wolf blood. I'd be like, get that fucking bitch. Yeah, Vikings are crazy. I'm little glacier monkeys. Alright, thanks for coming out. Let's go for Neil Wonder. some water hope you guys enjoyed that I showed the ending just to show that people actually can have a, a good time with it it's not serious <laughs> Bob and Tom show is comedy radio OJ inspired I right, let me read some more super chats I want to play some music too England is terrifying I'm here now for my LLM what does that stand for section 5 of the 1986 public order act is fucked up Jail for using insightful language. Oh yeah, it's now illegal to make people uncomfortable with your words in, uh, in England. It's insane. And England has a track record of being dicks. 
Hey Owen, I saw a Norm clip. Guest was Russell Brand. Norm asked what is worse, having sex with a child or the pig. Brand had to stop and think about it. Sick to my stomach. Can I be verified as Fair Bear? Welcome, Fair Bear. Yeah, that's that's Does Brand have kids? The it's almost like a socialist before 1950 or under the age of 20. You give some uh, some leeway. It's kind of like some of this shit. If someone doesn't have children, they're still fucking insane. But if someone has a child and says that, man, I just want to just kill them, man. Like straight up. It's like, what's worse? Robbing the innocence and creating evil in a human being or fucking a pig? Well, seeing as you eat pigs, I mean, fucking one isn't that crazy. I mean, we drain their blood and eat them. So, I mean, do you eat kids? <laughs> Dude, Russell Brand is, is a fucked up guy. I never liked that guy. I've never liked listening to him. I think he's, you know, I, I usually listen to most Rogans. And uh, anytime Russell Brand was on, I would feel like I was in pain. I don't like cognitive di dissonance anymore. I really don't. I don't like, I, it's kind of like the multiculturalism thing has kind of failed. Like we're not strong in our differences. We're, we're strong in our unity. I mean, obviously. I, like you can have the best athletes from like every sport. If you don't agree on the sport, you suck. Like Michael Jordan and uh, Patrick Ewing. I don't know. Why the fuck am I? Or no, Michael Jordan and, uh, and Tiger Woods and, and some giant fat linebacker. They all get together. It's like, now we're strong in our diversity. It's like, no, you're not. Just get three of any one sport and you're way better at, that, at, at, at your thing. It's like, oh, that's, that's sportist. It's like, no, it isn't. Golf's cool. Football's cool. Basketball's cool. You put three different sports together, there's no strength in that. You can't even agree on the rules. Uh, diversity's not our strength. Our strength is our strength. Totally. Yeah, you got to... And it's the same with uh, these conversations. Like, I couldn't stand Shapiro talking with uh, Sam Harris. was the most annoying conversation. Like, this whole, like, we have so many differences, but we can talk. I'm like, boring. You're not going to get to anything interesting. The, the beauty is when there's a little bit of tension, a little struggle. But there's enough in common where you can just start shaping. And uh, that's like me and, like, like an Islamist you know, believes in like clit, clit cutting and putting his chicken fucking burkas and he's just really into like cars. Doesn't have a sense of humor. That conversation would be really, it would be so stupid that I wouldn't, I, who would listen to that? That's one reason why I thought about talking to one of these alt-right guys because I don't believe in, in stigmatizing people with ideas at all, at all. Someone's like, don't, don't talk to that person. It'll put you on their level. It's like, sh fuck you, dude. I've, I mean, Barbara Walters is in, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll talk to like war criminals and OJ Simpson. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you talk to someone with just a different perspective on politics? But I would have so much disagreement and I'm so sick of having the same argument about like the dumbest shit that it's just, there's nothing fun about it to me. There's no like, you have to agree on the sport in order to have fun with it. 
You know, it's like if you're a basketball player, you just really want to play basketball, and someone's like, why don't you play with Tiger Woods? Golf. And you're like, I don't want to play golf. They're like, are you racist? Like, no. I mean, yes, but not really. Um, no, I get, I get what people say. They, 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 some people are genuinely watching out for my best interests, and they don't want me to enter a world of uh, even more stigma. Where if I'm associating myself with... People said the same shit to me about Stefan Molyneux, Gavin McGinnis. The biggest one was Crowder. When I first did that Crowder, man, so many people started being like, why did you do that show? Because I was still totally accepted by liberal Hollywood when I first did Crowder. That was a big, 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 big thing for me. And I never blinked. I've never said a word negative about that man in my life. I would always defend him to these people, you know, because I realized how fucked up they were because of that. And I'm like, you can disagree with him, but he's a good dude and he makes a good show. So like, fuck you guys. And they'd be like, that was bad to do that. You're now in a different world. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm out of your world because apparently you're in a cult and I'm not in a cult. You know? Oh yeah, when I did Night of Freedom, I got destroyed by... Now the left doesn't view me anymore as even a viable human. But there was a lot of growing pains this last year that I think we all shared together. I'm like, okay, so the Night for Freedom event was not a white nationalist event, by the way. It was a pro-free market event. Like if you actually went in there, there was several non-white people, although that was not the, uh, the intention. It, if it was all white, that's still fine. The whole unifying thing was, are you all about freedom? Like you're all about free markets, you know, less state control over shit, that stuff. You can be black as night. If you fucking believe that and you have a good head on your shoulders, welcome. And that is the idea that no one wants anyone to know. They want people to think that there's this tribal, ignorant racial division when there isn't. It's all about division of ideas. Um, and that's why I'm, I don't like Islam. It has nothing to do with brown skin. It's because Islam means submission. And a caliphate is my definition of horror. I would probably be beheaded just for being too fucking tall. <clears throat> you know, same with Gavin McGinnis. Like, people gave me shit. Dude, I was like fucking liberal royalty, man. And I, and I didn't even want to be part of it when I saw their real colors. Because I still believe in gay marriage, not really, kind of. Like, I saw what happened through gay marriage and how it was really just a conduit to, um, to a hellscape of gender nonsense. But I'm, I have such libertarian, like a libertarian base when it comes to legal shit that I was very into that. I'm like, why would a gay person not have the same rights as me? I mean, they're definitely kind of AIDSy. And male, female, I, I would never want to force uh, gay marriage upon a church. I'm just saying legally. Like if, like the, the scenarios of like um, a, a one gay is dying and his lover of 50 years. Yeah, right. They know each other five minutes in a steam room <laughs> as sugar bear. No, but like uh, to say that they couldn't, you know, speak on each other's behalf for health care and stuff like that. That was nonsense to me. And so I would typically be on the side of a lot of liberals for a lot of stuff. Um, but I did this tweet. This is one of the things that me and Crowder got along with. I'm like, I, I went to LA a liberal, I left a conservative, and none of my opinions changed. With the exception of abortion, 
But I would have always been against abortion if I'd ever been around a, a pregnant woman or if I'd ever really uh, seen the shit and understood. I'd never understood what an abortion was or any of that shit. So that's one thing that I changed uh, tremendously on. But I was never like a pro-choice guy. I just was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Is that about their periods or some shit? Uh, they already stole the rainbow. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, no one's more frustrated by LGBT than like normal gay guys. It to be, uh, I mean, they did to the gays what they did to the blacks to be like a person that just wants simple rights. That's not, that's not a pedophile, you know? Uh, and then to be forced into this vote plantation where you're dehumanized by the left, where now you're just a gay voter. It's, it's fucking insane. And here's something I've noticed about the left. I always thought they had goals. Like the Luigi Elite thing I, told, I talked about in the beginning of the, this stream. Where they wanted the freedom to breastfeed their babies. I always thought, like, if you get it, th that's good. Now we can just stop this shit. You know, that's like me with this. Like, now I tell you guys I'm doing good. Um, my career's going fine. My family's happy. Imagine if I kept that level of panic from six months ago where I'm like, guys, at any minute... Uh, I could lose my house and uh, I'm being attacked by the media and like send help. I'd be a fraud because you, you have conflict, you get through conflict, you rejoice in the good times. And then when conflict comes again, you go for that. The left is in a constant state of conflict. And here's something really, really sinister that I've noticed is, uh, is it seems like they, they just pathologically push taboos. And that's why they're pushing this pedophile shit now. Like, now that people have accepted gay marriage and they've accepted the legalization of marijuana, they're now, like, pushing again. Where they're, like, now giving people AIDS is legal. And now, like, you know, you can be attracted to a nine-year-old. They just, they love to just test boundaries. And here's the thing. That's good in a lot of scenarios. Because you're, you're always trying to... Um, Stress test. You know, like the conservative would be like, this is how you make an airplane wing. I'm very skilled at it. I work very hard at it. God bless America. I have five kids. <laughs> you know, and then the liberal would be like, well, I don't have any kids and I just like to party. So I'm just going to ask a lot of really annoying questions like, what if we change this wing? And they'd be like, fuck, man. Okay, we'll give it a try. And eventually you're going to improve some shit. You know, you want the pokers. You want a little element of chaos. Like, like Trump has some liberal in him. I think that's why the liberals hate him is because he'll be like, well, the Cold War shit didn't work. I'm just going to say I like him now. Fuck it. Let's roll the dice. That's a liberal move. Conservatives like Shapiro would be like, I'll always do the fucking thing that we do. And, but what's happening is conservatives and um, normal people and family people and God-fearing people have just become such pussies that there's no pushback, that everyone's like, I just don't want to be slammed on Facebook. It's like, no, you fucking call out nonsense or else because it's good for the liberals. The liberals are now entering a state of nonsense. They didn't used to be this crazy. There was a time when you could be conservative and, and your buddy could be a liberal uh, and you're fine. You, you just think the other one's a, like a little wrong, but it's not like now. Like now, I don't like hanging out with liberals at all. I'm just being honest. Classical liberals, Jeffersonian liberals, fine. Anarcho-capitalists, libertarians, conservatives, all good. 
like a progressive, I don't want to fucking hang out with them at all. Because like, I don't have any common ground with them because they view the world through the eyes of envy and I see the world through the eyes of merit. And I've just come to the conclusion that if you're still on the left after all this shit, it's like you're kind of rapey in my book. Or you have to. See, this is the people that I feel bad for. It's like people in unions that have to be in unions. Um, You know, that type of shit. Those people are kind of like, they're weighing their life. They're like, and again, I don't feel I have the right to tell like a grown man who's in some union or has some job and he's supporting his, his family and he pretends he's a Democrat so he doesn't get fired. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but I see how you would do that. I feel, I feel for those people. But like the people being like, yeah, there's 60 genders. Yeah, like that statue of, of, uh, of maple leaf is racist because maple leaves were once eaten by deer who were once hunt by Indians. If you like agree with that shit or like saying, if you open a burrito stand and you're white and someone says that's culturally appropriating Hispanic food, and you don't call that person a fucking retard, like you're kind of contributing to the nonsense and you're not helping them because that's all they know. All they know is destruction. And they're like, every summer needs a winter. Like I'm not just straight conservative. Like I don't think that like just a world with only conservatives is the best and healthiest world. I don't because that can start leaning towards this intense, actually it doesn't, American conservative, it's already somewhat progressive in its own fucking thing. But theoretically, like too much order does lead to dysfunction and too much chaos leads to dysfunction. And you have to have that natural blending. It's very much like male, female. But man, the chaos is like, there's no pushback. And it's such, I'm such a weird candidate for the pushback. Like I'm a professional artist who can't spell well, who's, who's married to a half Mexican, who is so chaotic that I can't even read music, but I can play Bach and shit. Do I seem at all like I should be the voice of conservatism in America? No, it's because so many of you fuckers have just not done anything. That like, I'm conservative enough and free enough also mentally where I'm just like, I'll do it, you fucks. Dude, I say more conservative shit than like pastors now. And it's like, I shouldn't have to do it. I, I'm like, my brain and my life and my art is, is very open-minded. But I was talking to uh, Courtney today at, at uh, the Louder with Crowder crew. Send morning grinders. Really cool. Follow her on Twitter. Fucking hilarious. But about uh, how like I'm liberal enough to be open-minded to so many things that I realized conservatism was accurate. <laughs> Pretty funny. Where it's like, yeah, you're, you're open-minded until you realize what's right. And then you're like, oh, that's the right one. Some people are just wide open for life. We're just, uh, that's why I like Brett Weinstein. Because he's a liberal, but at the same time, he found that marriage was the right move. Fatherhood was the right move. Monogamy is the right move. Science, you know, don't lie about the results. People should have equality. Like, he's like one of the only progressives that I think is a really fucking good dude. Same with his wife. They're cool. Because they're open-minded until they find what they believe is accurate. And then they'll be like, all right, let's, uh, let's read some more. When I say that, though, about don't being cowards, I don't always know who I'm talking to. 
if it will really fuck up your life and people rely on you, don't implode your life. But still have some balls. Like still like don't don't pretend to be something you're not because eventually you'll start believing the lie. And that's when you'll lose your mind. Because you can't stay in a state of duplicity that long. You know, uh, uh, Caldini, who wrote Presuasion and something else about uh, why people make choices. Dude's a real legend in this field. If you had someone write down the opposite of what they believed on a topic, a year later, there was like a high probability that they would be closer to believing what they had written down. Our brains are more malleable than we want to understand and want to admit. It's called neuroplasticity. So if you say and do things that are against what you actually believe, eventually you'll become that. So like you have to try to speak your truth and act your truth as much as possible or else you'll lose yourself. And I've seen that with uh, compulsive liars. For a while, they think that they're winning. And then eventually they, they can't figure out what's true. And they'll say stuff that's so obviously false and they don't even understand how obvious it is. And then you start realizing that they don't even know what's true anymore. And that's a lot more common than we want to admit. All right. Um, Mom is blind. Emailed unbearable comedy on Sunday. Sick waist bear. I love your stories. Yeah, you have blind mom. Oh, and you also just uh, got a new gig. I want to read your shit. I'll read it tomorrow. I'll set that up. I've already done two, two hours, so I'm kind of off my uh, organizational thing. But he has a, his dad was a homeless midget and his mom's blind and he got out of a depression and now he's out embarking on a new career. He sounds like such a fucking great guy. Rolling Rock is my favorite and I constantly get crap for it. Yeah, Rolling Rock's a good beer. I like Rolling Rock. Southern Comfort Bear, you make my day. Can't wait for Atlanta. I can't wait either. Southern Comfort Bear is a good... That, that's the first uh, thing that ever got me drunk was Southern Comfort. I was like 14. My buddy Micah who's uh, still friends with my brother. I was with him. I was just with him like a month ago, but I just fell asleep on a lawn. It was crazy. I still can't drink Southern Comfort because of it, but I respect it. I respect it. Okay, so Southern Comfort Bear is the leading provider of just feeling a bit better about yourself. That's cool, Meat Cutter Bear. Oh yeah, Joey Diaz tweeted uh, something about like... it. It's all about just being a little bit better today than you were yesterday. And my Twitter now is at Owen's nice wife. I say it's my wife, but it's really me. Come on, we all know that at this point. I'm banned for life. And I just said, uh, well, I killed 14 people yesterday, so today should be pretty easy. I always wonder if people see it now. Because I used to have like the blue check mark and a hundred and something thousand followers. So like when I when I tweet, people would always see it. But now... Uh, you know, I'm a commoner like you folk, just out there hustling. I don't know if anyone hears me anymore. Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll go to their place of residence and I'll make sure they know exactly what I tweeted. All right. Thank you, Jay. Very nice of you, buddy. A conservative today, sadly, is a Republican trying to keep alive a social program started by a Democrat. Meister Bear, I messed up the first chapter. You're worth a redo. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I was listening to this dude, Yolev. Ah, man, I forgot his name. He's got like a, a speech impediment. He's like a right-wing uh, Jewish dude. He like has a wicked speech impediment, but it's kind of, it grows on you. But he was talking about that, about how, uh, how we're losing in that aspect, where it's like 
the right always says they're going to like go back and fix what the left destroyed and then they never do. You know, like the great generation or the fucking the great society with Johnson, you know, like Reagan didn't fix that. And then Obamacare, we're not going to fix all this shit. We just kind of hold on until the next Democrat does something fucking awful. And then you just kind of hold on. And then some Republicans are neocons that just also jack up the debt and want unnecessary war. And I'm not a pacifist. You know, I pride in American military and I think that, you know, war is part of life and whatnot. But like, man, have we gotten into some fucking bad wars that just make a lot of a small amount of people rich. You know, those glasses remind me of Jim Jones. What was he popular for again? Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, starting something called a cult. Fuck it. Maybe I should just start a cult. I'm just going to cult up. Time to cult up. Alright, let me uh, check the PayPal's. Let's watch a little more Norm. A little piano. And call it a day. Um, yeah, Amy said dinner at 6. It's 5.08. Alright. Let me just use this computer. It's faster. It's weird. Wearing these shades, you'd think that I would see less. No way, dude. I see more. Because they're removing the blue. I wonder if a Smurf would look invisible to me right now. How come, how come no one's remembered my password here? What'd you guys say, like, is this your password? And everyone's like, no way. Save the password, bro, come on. Save that password. Oh, and uh, subscribe to Clips channel. Owen Benjamin Clips channel. Base Texan just did one uh, of the gayest song in the world. If you want just like little clips of these streams, go to that. And also, I'm not Norm is fucking hilarious. We gotta watch a little more Norm. I'm, I'm gonna do soundtracks. How about this? If you do the paypal.me slash feed the bear, you get a soundtrack while I read it. Hey, hey, big bear. Bunny Bear suggested I send you a PayPal to ask if you could spread the word about my GoFundMe. I don't believe in government assistance. Well, good for you. But I do believe in community. And I'm in a tough spot. Can you help spread the word? God bless you and the family. I'll send you a hundred bucks right now. I'm, I'm done uh, spreading um, GoFundMes. There's been a couple that have been scams. And I love uh, Bunny Bear, but I, I'll, just, I'll literally send you a hundred dollars right now if you're really in a bad spot. Email me at whydidntheylaugh at gmail.com. Tell me what's going on in your life. Like what? A little influx of cash would help with. We'll get a game plan. I can supply uh, a small amount and you never have to pay me back, but I'm not gonna put GoFundMes um, to the bears that I haven't vetted because uh, there's been some weird ones and I'm, I'm just not gonna do that. I, I, I've developed a, uh, trust is a tough thing to have in this world and we have trust here and I'm not gonna ever mess with that even if you are in a, in a position of need, but I will, I will literally help you come up with a game plan and pay off small amounts of debt if it helps. But I'm also not like doing, you know, I don't have tons of cash. What's your PO box? Fuck, I forgot already. Oh, I might have to open some of these too. Also, have you thought about doing a family oriented steam once a week? Stream or steam? Cause I love steams too. Topics like education, childcare for different ages, gardening, homeschooling, 
Less chance of getting angry and cursing. I really appreciate that you're trying to cut down on it. Could I be verified as Maine Mormon Bear? Welcome, Maine Mormon Bear. Yeah, as soon as uh, I'm interviewing two education people, both named Joseph, soon, I'm just waiting uh, for Artwing to get here. I don't know how to record or uh, um, Skype or have it through this computer. And I'm just not gonna go through all that alone. It's not my expertise. So yeah, I'd love to do more of that. And um, yeah, I'm trying to curse less because I, you get in these habits where you curse and now Walter repeats everything I say. So uh, I'm glad you appreciate that. Cursing can be funny, but you know, it's also better uh, less you do it. I also wanna have Gordon on. Yeah, Amy does have Gordon's uh, uh, card. So we're gonna hit him up. He knows a lot about stuff. They, they gave me a raspberry bush. All right, what song should I do with this one? Uh, hey, Big Bear. I'll be volunteering in my parish, working with children this upcoming year. All my volunteers, teachers, anyone working with children, I just gotta focus on this. And my diocese needs to attend a seminar on protecting children from sexual abuse. Right, I'll just do it like this. Well there, I shared some of the recent attempts to make pedophilia mainstream. And afterwards, the deacon leading the event, who is also one of the heads of the diocese, Child Protection Agency, asked where I learned what I did. I told him about you and how one of your big goals right now is making sure people know about the attempts to normalize pedophilia and child abuse. Um, he's a Catholic who, like you, has an absolute zero tolerance policy for the abuse of children and is trying to... Um, Sorry, I lost my place. I was trying to stomp it out however he can. He said he would love to talk to you, so he gave me his card so I could send you his number. Cool. I'm going to see if he'll do a stream. If you don't call him, of course it's fine, but I said I would send you the number in case you do. Have a good day, Owen, and I pray the best for you and your family. Seeing you with Wally and Amy are some of my favorite Instagram updates and always make my day a little happier. Keep up the good work, and may God bless you and your family. Uh, is that Teacher Bear? Teacher Bear. Awesome. What a nice, what a nice email. That, that guy sounds great. Yeah, and it's important to call out these people early, early, because that's how normalization works, is it's slow. It's the boil. It's like just it starts, and then they just keep turning the knob. Uh, like what is being put in the newspapers and in uh, blogs and stuff like that now if it happened five years ago, people would die. Like there would, like normal people would just be like, this guy's got to go. But we've already been normalized to some of this with these like trans kids, quote unquote, they don't exist. It's child abuse, uh, child drag queens, all this stuff. All these, uh, these movies were like, there's like a 14 year old lover of a 30 year old man. Like this stuff is all intentionally trying to just keep pushing and pushing. So, um, it's very important that at every step of the way, you just call out, call out, call out. You know, zero tolerance for this shit. Thanks for your nice, entertaining. Your live stream is something I look forward to. Um, I try to watch them all. Happy there is uh, reverse. Keep going. It is so much fun. Say hi to Amy for me and give little Wally a cuddle for me. Lots of love from Holland. Um, Faith, thank you. I'd like to check out Holland. Yeah, as I was reading that, I was like, decent English. 
But now that I know you're from Holland, great English. Forgot to give you Deacon's name and thought that might be important to know you call him. His name is uh, Deacon Marquez Silva. I'm not keeping this uh, private because anybody should know people doing good. This is not, <laughs> like that guy sounds great, so I'm definitely saying his name. Director of the Arlington Diocese Office of Child Protection and Safety in Northern Virginia. Thanks. Yeah, you're more likely to be molested, by the way, by a public school teacher than a Catholic priest. I got a little fucked over with our area, but so many Catholics work tirelessly to protect children, and they never were normalizing it. It was always these sick little fuckers that could sneak around in institutions because it got too big. So I'm really glad that we're bringing light to a lot of Catholics doing some real good work with children. It's the, the Catholic institution, it was so big, it allowed for predators to, to stay hidden and then superiors would want to hide them. At no point were they saying that like kids were okay to touch. And the vast majority of Catholics are trying to protect uh, children and spread the word of God. So I, I really, really hope that that is known. Uh, so I'm glad this is happening. All right. Thanks again for all the work you do and sharing both some of your struggles and many of your blessings. God bless. All right, thank you, Rachel, your sweetheart. Pinder. Owen, there is a new buzzword for all to use. Hyperbole. You mean hyperbole? Or hyperbole, like with cats? Use it when you get in trouble on YouTube. When, whenever you get hit with a strike for any reason, just say it was hyper, hyperbole? Hang on. Because it seems to work for whenever a scumbag FBI agent gets concerned when questioned about meddling in the 2016 election. And right after you tell YouTube that, follow it up with a big fuck you. Oh, I'm sorry, Maine Mormon Bear. A big fuck you. Uh, they say they're uh, hyperbole and uh, that you really meant to say, have a great day. As always, God bless you and your family. That's hilarious. I don't know what that word really means. Are you talking about hyperbole? I'm not great at spelling because I don't know if there's a U in there. Like if you're trying to make a cat pun, like purr. But yeah, the FBI guys are nuts. They, they've really dragged the name of the FBI through the mud. And, uh, you know, I, it all started with Obama, from my knowledge. It might go back a lot longer, but uh, those guys were using the Justice Department to do their, to do their dirty work. And so now people act so surprised. They, they call it un-American to question the FBI and the CIA. That's so ridiculous that the left does that. They used to be the exact opposite. They'd be like, the FBI is destroying the Native American. Sparky here, just wanted you to know I really appreciate all the work you do. Thank you. I'm trying to get out of my disabled status. Let me guess, your cock's too big? I get it, I've been there. I got a little thing where I park. I have a parking thing because I have too big of a cock. Sorry, my main Mormon bear, I did it again, didn't I? And rejoin the free market. I used to be really driven, and I know I can be again. Trying hard to get the money for school. Dude, fuck school. Sorry, Maine Mormon Bear. Screw school. To get my personal trainer certificate. See, that's why regulation is bad. Like, you know how they make it seem like um, unions and regulations and shit like that is all good for uh, the working man? It's not. You have to pay to be jobs. Why don't you just become a trainer... And then if you're good, people come to you. And if you're not, they don't. Why would, you, why would people be forced to pay money? That only hurts people without money. It's the opposite of what you're told. At almost 51 years old, it's going to take $1,300. I totally know what I'm doing. Was a bodybuilder for 16 years way back when. 
but nobody hires anyone without a piece of paper these days. Just wanted you to know you and the Bears inspire me to get out of uh, um, this condition and back in the game. Thank you so much. God bless you, little brother. I got, I got a deal for you. Don't go to school. Don't get that. I'll, uh, I'll pay you to give me uh, videos and uh, nutrition stuff, and I'll spread the word about you. And, uh, dude, fuck certificates. Because, you know, I, my buddy, one of my best friends is a trainer. Best friends in the whole world. One of four people I still talk to in L.A. regularly. He's become the biggest trainer in L.A., which means basically the biggest trainer in the world at this point. Uh, and when I met him, he was just working at Crunch. But he was just so, just the perfect combination of just balls and kindness. So these days, I can't even intrigue him with money. He's fucking, like, we'll talk for hours. But at the same time, if I'm like, hey, will you set me up with a, um, a workout and uh, my nutrition? He's like, yeah, of course. And then he just doesn't. And I was just like, to this day, he says, I've, I lost the most amount of weight and showed the most improvement in the smallest amount of time of any client he's ever had. True story. Because I like alphas that I respect. So I love trainers. You know, if someone tells me to do something and I respect that person, I'll fucking do it. Man, I'm swearing again. But, uh, you know, I'm not swimming in dough, my man, but I would really like to help, uh, help you. Oh, it's a woman. I don't listen to women. Sorry, no, I'm just kidding. I'll, exactly what I'm just saying, no difference. But uh, sorry for calling you man over and over again. Um, yeah, I'd love to help you promote, start a channel. Start like a channel about fitness and just start getting clients. Because do not go into debt in school. It'll only make your uh, journey harder. I'm telling you right now, certificates don't mean anything. You know, unless you want to get hired by like a gym and I think that one awesome thing about life right now, yeah, tons of chaos, leftism's nuts, whatever. There's a lot of opportunity for freedom with the internet. You can start your own thing. It is the time to cash in. When I say cash in, that doesn't mean money because you won't make a lot for a while, if ever. But to, to form your own life and your own career um, that you want. You don't have to join. Like Airbnb and Uber can be anything. Like I wanted to start an, like an Uber type thing for venues. Like when I was getting banned from all those venues, I wanted to do a thing where if you own a commercial space or a warehouse or like where I shot the reluctant warlord and you, uh, and there, there could be an app where I could then rent it out, you know, as long as I don't do anything illegal, no questions asked, you know, nothing crazy, nothing like, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying like no questions asked, but like, an Uber for, um, for venues because the theater and comedy club world has become so insulated and so lefty that uh, there's a huge opportunity to change that market, right? And I see the same thing with, um, with fitness and with education. Dude, we're straight up homeschooling. And we live pretty close to an elementary school and uh, I see no reason for it now. I see the, the, we have so much access to information that the, the gatekeepers are losing their minds. And that's why the mainstream media is going insane. But the opportunities are endless. So school's out of the question unless it's a skill. Like if you learn how to weld, you learn how to, uh, you know, be a manager of something like a technical skill, a mechanic. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm blanking at a lot of these things. 
masonry, carpentry, shit like that. But don't ever, ever go to school just for a certificate because the whole thing about success and happiness and purpose is it's a little harder, but try to stay ahead of the curve. You know, try to just always be a little ahead of it and see where things are going in the future versus just always trying to catch up. The future is going to become less and less regulated, oddly, even though it feels the opposite. It feels like the socialism nightmare is taking over because the gatekeepers can't gatekeep us anymore as well. And so now they're trying all these draconian measures to, uh, to glamorize socialism and all this nonsense. But in reality, the world's your oyster. And it's a great time to be young, man. It really is. You just have to see past the, the propaganda. It's a great time to be 51 looking for another career. So let me know how I can help, even if it's just promoting your channel um, or whatever. But I know you didn't even ask for any of that stuff, but I'm just trying to give you my advice that I really, really don't think you should put any money into it before you start seeing what you can do on your own. Because health is a big issue for a lot of people, and a lot of people simply need someone to tell them to move. So you could do a lot of good. Field of Bears is next. Show up or you are soy. His show is great. Uh, it has structure and chaos at the same time, so please join to chat about cartoons tonight. Yeah, Field of Bears is great. Check him out. He's a good dude. I've never seen his uh, live stream because I'm not gay with AIDS. I'm just kidding. No, he's a great dude. I mean, he's kind of infringing on my time, but that's fine. He's a good dude. Um, I would join, but I got, I got, I got so much yard work. I still got, I got to talk to Delev. I've been uh, planning on having a call with Delev for like four days. She's like my quasi agent. If I was ever going to have a full blown agent again, it would be Delev. Here's, here's an interesting thing. You guys know that women make better agents? And I'm pretty sure you can trust that I'm not trying to virtue signal. Here's a fascinating thing about agents. Women suck in negotiating for themselves, but they're really good at negotiating for other people. And they, that weird, almost maternal shit that women all have, really good for uh, uh, entertainment clients. And they're also kind of organized and... Uh, and I don't know, I've, I've always done really well with female agents and I'll never have another agent like from an agency. But if I ever had like friends do agent work for me, Dulev would be awesome at that. She's also a Jew. I think Jews have like some secret handshake or some shit. Like that's why agents are always Jewish, gay, or uh... That's all I've ever known, Jews and gays. I've never known one, uh, no, nope, he's a Jew. Well, very white though. Gay, Jew, Jew, oh no, I know one Christian Egyptian. All right, let me check out the super chats. I gotta start rolling here soon. Tuav needs to put some ice on her head. Why, did she hurt her head? Jews are good Marxists. Unfortunately, that is true. Leftist Jews are some of the, are pretty fucked up. Uh, they make real, real effective Marxists. That's, that's the thing about Jews. They're either the best or the worst. I don't know what it is. Dulev, it's like you wait for me to go uh, for a pee. Hilarious. Yeah, I was just giving you props, Dulev, saying I gotta, I gotta, uh, we gotta chat on Skype about, about everything. I'm just not, I almost never talk on the phone. It's crazy how little I talk on the phone. All right, let me make sure I didn't miss anything. Goodbye, Patreon. Shekels from your neighborhood leper. Get some value menu. 
I don't know exactly what that means. Uh, but if you want to become a Patreon, patreon.com slash WDTL, because you can get access to the full 40-minute chat I just had with my mom. Yeah, don't get me wrong. You don't get the value back, but you do get special stuff like that, and you help support the team. Because uh, it's a win-win. I don't have to expose uh, my mom to a lot with a lot of our personal conversations to the entire world. Just a self-selected group of legends. And a lot of people seem to really enjoy advice from my mom. She's a bit of a, bit of a legend. All right. Hey, Big Bear, I've been thinking a lot about the symbolism behind the heat and the cold. It seems both extremes have something to teach us, i.e. the sauna and ice baths. Any thoughts? Yeah. They release things in your skin and in your proteins in your body and your immune system because it's a metaphor for life, of course, where uh, struggle and friction creates growth and just like Erica knows in your muscles and also in learning. That's why safe spaces at colleges is so fucking, sorry, Maine Mormon Bear, is so insane because it's the antithesis of learning. You have to be challenged to learn. You have to challenge your body to grow and you have to challenge a lot of parts of your body and your immune system with extreme heat and extreme cold. So I think it's a perfect metaphor for life because when you put your body through um, uh, doable heat and doable freezing, you are much, much stronger at room temperature. So I like that. Yeah, I'm a big sauna guy. But one of my buddies did say something recently that was pretty funny. He goes, you know, whatever, whatever doesn't, Hang on. Whatever doesn't make you stronger kills you. <laughs> that was chicken coop said that. Mr. Benjamin, you ever go fishing in the Adirondacks? Only once. I, uh, I'm not a big lake fishing guy. I prefer ocean fish. And if that makes me a snob, so be it. I just think ocean fish for some reason just tastes better. Like saltwater salmon just tastes better. I don't know why. Like lake fish are pretty gay, exactly. I think growing up, uh, growing up on Lake Ontario, like we'd eat like carp. It's pretty gross. And I think I just have those memories of just like carp. But um, you catch a nice, a nice big old salmon out of, a, out of the ocean. It's unbelievable. You prefer largemouth bass? Around that cock of yours? I'm on Lake Ontario. I grew up in Oswego, New York. Lake Ontario. Trout is good. Trout's good. Freshwater trout is amazing. That's good. Good call, Stephen and Chef Xavier. Freshwater trout is awesome. Unfortunately, there's a, there's a lot more carp. Fishing for largemouth bass is fun. It's also easy to unhook it because their mouths are so big. And when you're young, you make a joke about putting your wiener in them. You never actually do that, though, obviously. But uh, I don't really like fishing if I don't eat it. So I don't really fish that often. I fished when I was a kid a lot more than I, didn't, I do now. But I want to get back into fishing. I really want to get into crabbing. All right, I'm going to play a little music, and then I'm out of here. What do you guys want to hear? I'm in the normal chat. You don't have to super chat me or anything. Because uh, we, we lost some people because I'm now at 2 hours and 23 minutes. What should I, uh, what should I play, guys? Big Bear, I think you're neglecting the value of private certificates. These exist without government. They're enforcing, enforced by trust in the certifying agency. Right. If you're building a bridge, but a trainer, come on, a trainer. 
a teacher, okay, a cert, to become a certified teacher in New York State, basically that means you're a worse teacher than normal. Oh, more norm. Yeah, let's do a little more norm. That's all I'm saying. It's like, I, if you're building a bridge, if you're um, doing a major construction thing, if you're doing uh, engineering, like uh, structural engineer, like my wife, my wife's a structural engineer, that's an important piece of paper if you're building a giant structure. Got it. But babysitting, got to go word of mouth. You know, like what kind of, I don't trust certificates because they're so related to, uh, to government. You know, I trust word of mouth. Someone asked for this one. Hello. Is there anybody in there? You want some piano cam? You little piano cam? Yeah, Yelp's pretty big. Uh, is this working? Oh, I should open some some of these gifts. Hello, is there anybody in there? Just not if you can hear me. Is there anyone at home? There is no pain. You are. Hi, for my voice. I usually play it in a different key. So if you want to know how to play that, I'll show you an A minor, it's easier, whatever this key is. Hello. And then to G, is there anybody in there? And then just not if you can F, B, B. Is there anyone at home? A minor. And then go to C. There is no pain, you are receding. G, and if you want to sound more like do one of those. A distant ship smoke on the horizon. You are only coming through in waves. Your lips move, but I can't hear what you're saying. When I was a child, I had a fever. My hands felt just like I can't explain, you would not understand, this is not how I am. It's a good tune. And I, 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 never, I always feel comfortable singing Pink Floyd because my voice is definitely as good as Roger Waters, if not better. And I don't even have a good voice. But that one I don't feel bad about at all because his voice is kind of wacky. But that's why I like it, I think. He also has, I got a little black book with my poems in. Got a bag with a toothbrush and a comb in. When I'm a good dog, they sometimes throw me a bone. I got elastic bands keeping my shoes on. Got those swollen hand looms. I got 13 channels of shit on the TV to choose from. I got wild staring eyes. I got wild staring eyes And I've got a strong urge to fly But I've got nowhere to fly to Fly to, fly to, fly to That's a, that's a good little tune A little more norm then we'll call it
I just want to play a little little piano. I miss I missed coming here. Well, it's good to have you back, Ken. Play Heaven by Brian Adams. Oh, nothing can take you away from me. Is that the song? One cover where the, this woman is uh, is covering it just beautifully. Here's that Shostakovich song. People keep hitting me up now about the name of this song, so I think I have done some good in this world. I introduced people to a new song that's that's good. Uh, this Shostakovich piano something number two. I think it's the most beautiful song in the world, but it's better to hear the whole orchestra. How does it go again? Dun. That's my favorite part, just... I'm gonna, I'm gonna play around with it a little bit. Now I'll do it differently. What kind of music do you listen to uh, in Brazil, Brazilian Bear? Address to the P.O. Box so we can send gifts. I forgot. I will add it to all of uh, my descriptions moving forward. Um, yeah, I got to wrap this up, though. Two more Norm jokes and maybe one, one package. Anybody know how to add emoji on YouTube? Anything with the Dylan voice? Yeah. Isn't how many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? Bob Dylan sucks. Good, good songwriter, I guess. All right, two more Norm jokes. You know what I'm saying? That I did. That's, That's not Norm. This week on NBC's Dateline, three members of the Simpson jury explained their not guilty votes and argued that if Simpson had killed his wife, there should have been blood stains all over his gate, front door, and light switches. Also this week, Simpson friend Al Cowlings released his video, How to Get Blood Stains Off Gates, Front Doors, and Light Switches. That's so fucking funny. In his civil court deposition this week, O.J. Simpson denied under oath that he ever punched, kicked, or slapped his ex-wife, Nicole. 
Oh, great. As if O.J. isn't busy enough tracking down the real killers, now he's got to track down the real wife beater, too. It's... <laughs> One more. One or two more. Two more. Let's see if we can... And in Brentwood, O.J. himself was spotted manning a lemonade stand with his daughter, Sydney. Asked by reporters why sales were so poor, O.J. replied, beats me. And then he went back to cutting lemons with a giant knife. <laughs> I couldn't have predicted that one at all. A new development in the O.J. Simpson civil trial this week, according to sworn testimony, Nicole Brown Simpson had told her therapist that she was afraid of getting beaten by O.J. Simpson. Asked why he didn't report this earlier, the therapist said, I was afraid of... I was afraid of O.J. Simpson. ...getting beaten by O.J. Simpson. <laughs> What's the other punchlines we could have done? When asked why, uh, when asked why I didn't report this earlier, let's see what other punchline. I like to I like to play these games sometimes with my head. It's just a way to be able to write punchlines faster. Is you like see a well written joke and you just think of alternative punchlines. Uh, therapist was getting beaten by O.J. Simpson. When asked why, he could have said. Because I was really looking forward to getting an autograph. He's O.J. Simpson. When asked why I didn't report it earlier, said, Are you kidding me? I knew, I, I knew he was capable of some serious stabbing. I don't know. That's a funny premise. I said getting beaten, and that may have hurt a little. little. According to a Senate Committee on Violence, Denise Brown has done more to bring attention to the cause of battered women than any other person. Except for O.J. Simpson. Well, almost any other. Nice. <laughs> it was like, moving forward, maybe it'd be better to do that before the stabbing. Again, O.J. gets the short shrift. One more, just one In last Los one. In Los Angeles this week, Lyle and Eric Menendez were found guilty of first-degree murder. So, to review California law, it is killing your wife, legal. Killing your parents, illegal. One more. Last one, I promise. A shocking new development in the O.J. Simpson I love that he keeps using the same picture of O.J. In case, late this afternoon, a high-ranking official in the Los Angeles Police Department admitted to Geraldo Rivera that the police did conspire to frame O.J. Simpson for the murders of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. However, they called the conspiracy off when they got to the murder scene and found that O.J. really did do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another angle you could be like, uh, they call the conspiracy off when they revealed that the high-ranking officials was merely O.J. Simpson in a fake nose and mustache. All right, we'll do more Norm tomorrow. I'm going to open at least one of these. All right, this is from Homer. Sweet. Uh, do I, not have, I don't have a knife. Because I'm not O.J. Simpson. Oh, I can use one of the hooks. Joe, Joe underscore W underscore Bush on Instagram does great metal work. He sent me these. Subscribe to him. I follow him. If he had Twitter, I wonder if my quote unquote wife at Owen's nice, Owen's nice wife would follow him. 
There we go. Here I go again on my own. Oh, beautiful. I love stuff for Wally. This is Owen and Amy. Thank you, Homer. All right, I'll just do this and then we'll get out of here because we have done two hours and 36 minutes. One might even say I did that on purpose. Oh, you guys are chatting? Um, yeah, more, definitely more Norm tomorrow and I'll do it in the beginning. Yeah, I used to feel uh, bad when I go too long on these. I'd think that it was unprofessional, but I, I enjoy it. People seem to enjoy it. And if you ever want shorter clips, just go to Owen Benjamin uh, Clips. Rogan always does three hours. And half the time he's talk, talking to socialist dipshits. You know? And I think part of it is the music element. Because when, when I used to play piano in bars, I would do like nine-hour shifts. And it would be fine. A lot of times people would stay the whole time. You just play songs and chat. People like that shit. To Owen, Amy, Walter, and the new bear on the way. We wanted to give you all a bit of a welcome gift to uh, Gig Harbor. We may not make up the meetup, make the meetup on Saturday, so we wanted to make sure you got this. For Owen, we got you a shirt, gift card to West Coast Brewery, the... GC, I'm not good at reading handwriting, sorry guys. The 6C should get you two glasses filled with frosty beer, awesome. To Amy, we got you a one hour massage. Oh, she's gonna freak out. It wraps her massage in Tacoma. Carol Bowie is legit. For Walter and the baby, we got a couple twin things from Teaching Toys. Um, we look forward to meeting you soon. Homer and Val. I look forward to meeting you guys too. You guys seem like absolute sweethearts. And the meetup was a bit of a train wreck anyway, so don't sweat it. Fix a toolbox. Walter's gonna love this. I'm gonna bring this downstairs right now. And Amy loves massages. Oh, this is awesome. Look at that. Oh, dude, Homer, you're the man. This is so nice of you, dude. Good people, welcoming, welcoming people. This is soft. I love soft shirts. I just want to rub it on my face. This little thing. I want to make sure I don't miss anything, so I bring it all downstairs. Homer and Val, you guys kick ass. That was so nice of you. It's insane. Uh, what's up, Water Bear? All right, I gotta go. So hit the like button because that uh, keeps the algorithms going. You know, gotta fight the soy. YouTube's riddled with soy these days. Riddled. Riddled. Uh, share it. Subscribe. Hit the like button and whatnot. Hugepianist.com slash subscribe if you want to make a monthly donation, which is always good for us to budget. Uh, same website for our specials. Instagram, I'm Owen Ben Jam, because some Asian baby had Owen Benjamin, and then they deleted the account, and for some reason I can't get it. But I've, I've become fine with Owen Ben Jam. Uh, what else, what else? Artling underscore Hartling on Patreon, if you want to support that fucker. That dude works his ass off, and I'm trying to get him a little thing going so that he can uh, keep rocking. Subscribe again, watch Owen Benjamin clips. I'm trying to get that profitable for Base Texan, so he can do more of that stuff. I'm always trying to make it work for... Uh, for the people that want in, 
The captain, because it's like that's the way to really build. And check out Unbearable News Network. Those guys are doing awesome. Eric Nimmer, awesome. Kyington Bear, uh, Pinder, the whole crew. Unbearableapp.com. I was texting with uh, Coder Bear last night. Some dude was crushing in there saying really, really funny shit. So that's a good place if you just want to go chat. And uh, keep rocking. I'll be here tomorrow. I just may be here earlier because I'm doing Nick DiPaolo's show. So uh, hit the alert button and it'll, it'll notify you an hour before I go live or just watch it later or go on iTunes, all the places you get podcasts. My podcast is called Why Didn't They Laugh? Much love to Bayonet Bob for doing that for me since I started like over three years ago at this point. Man, we've been through a lot together. Bayonet Bob out of Boston. Do not easy being green is JBP using lobster and bucko and the other JBPisms. I oddly don't have a good Peterson impersonation. I'm not good at doing the frog voice. If I, like not at all. Like if I was to imitate Peterson, I would have to make it an extreme, uh, an extreme parody of Canadians. I would just be like, I got a beer, eh? Or it's like, Carl Jung said it first, eh? Because I can't do his voice. Um, I would just say like, I would just do a, a, a psychotic imitation of a Canadian. <laughs> I just shoveled out my driveway, eh? All right, guys. Much love. Have a great day. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, again, comment. Let me know sketch ideas. We're doing um, vegan bow hunter. Leftist fitness instructor, PTSD babysitter, and any other ones you can think of, comment on this video because emails are cool. If you go to unbearablecomedy at gmail to have organized them, but my email, it's so hit or miss that if you comment on these videos, I can actually go through later and just read them right down. It's also kind of a democracy because people hit the like button on the comments they like and they just start going up. And so that way I know what you guys relate to because we're going to shoot a ton this weekend. Um, I mean, if my baby doesn't get born, but I may be sneaking out of the hospital room to shoot a couple sketches with the boys. And uh, much love. Always a blast. I always hate leaving. I always get in a good vibe with you guys. And I start, because the, the beauty, I love when it's like a thousand people watching, but when it's 400, I get, I get into the chat again. That's why sometimes I hate leaving. Because all the trolls are gone and it's slow enough where I can actually read shit. But again, thanks for the super chats. Thanks for everybody that supports. Could not do it without you. Thanks to Homer and Val. Uh, much, much love and be good. Be good in this world. We're crazy animals. I'm going to try and swear less both for my son and M Mormon Main Bear.